Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk More Movies, show where I try and talk about movies, but never talk about anything and everything else. I am your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is... Jean-Claude. And to my right... Colin And he has returned, the composer extraordinaire. Help. Big hungover bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Give him his proper title. Brian Scott from Yargo. Yep, yep, yep. Struggling there, big man. You've got eyes like a fucking demon. At the moment, I'm not going to lie, they are bright red. I woke up this morning and my mum didn't even say, oh, you're hungover. She went, you're fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. She was, your eyes tell a different yeah. story. It's better than saying you're not mine. Like. Did you ever get, like, some people look fucked, like, really bad in a hangover. Other people look like they've had a, a, a week off. They look grand. Okay. Secret agents. I say, but they, sometimes they just look like they've, they've just been at a spa. Secret agents, <laughs> I like they call them. What? Secret agents, I like they call them. Yeah. Boys, you can't tell, but on the rough for about fucking three days straight. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. See when like I get up this morning and it says, like, uh, uh, can't get home, okay? And I'm like, no, I still on the sofa. My heart sunk a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, oh, no, it's okay. It's just calm. It's grand. Like, I'm like a fry. I'm a good fun. <laughs> I, lo- I actually love putting you to, well, we, we won't even call it a bed. Like, here slept my sofa the other night, but he's all, just need a chair for like, as ours. I'm like, bag of fucking peanuts for you too, hey? <laughs> just sat them on top of you, just le- left you to your own devices, then. <laughs> Toby Carter, so very long it. tongue, so it's just sort of. X Man on the moon. <laughs> the dog didn't jump up on you, did she? No. Would have had our scared if she did that. You would have caught her in a volley just. <laughs> I just got on a job. <laughs> nah, lovely dog you have actually. <laughs> he always do this. He like, insults a person's dog and be like, "I know they're sweet." Actually, there was no need for them goujons at fucking six o'clock this morning. No, certainly not. No, I should I made a fucking a chicken stock for fuck's sake at six o'clock. <laughs> man, chicken stock. Just, was f- just a stock, no chicken. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I had the fucking stock on, I had a lock of butter and a bit of barbecue season all here crack, and then I was like. What the fuck am I putting this on top of? Completely forgot to make anything else for it. The best thing is I was sitting there fucking acting like I was Rick Stein and then I just gave up hope and straight like In the back of your mind you, you probably didn't think it through but in the back of your mind you were probably going actually you can put anything in a bab. <laughs> and you're all oh no it's liquid. Oh I had, I had designs. Just, just, no, just, just dip, dip the bread bab in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you, just you, dip you bread in anything that, that's runnier than bread. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had designs for a fucking Michelin masterpiece and it just didn't work out at all. Like, give that my man. Yeah, it's always away. <laughs> <a> <laughs> always away. Fifteen minutes. Man. You start. You, you do start with a stock and then you build it from all that. And unfortunately, I forgot about everything else. Everything else. I was actually thinking about pouring a pint of what, one what did, you, just did you actually make real stock from like bones and stuff or was this just a stock cube? No, it was a stock cube and then I just started <laughs> fucking stuff on this. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I planned to do you like a fucking chicken puzzle. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking blog. The worst thing in. You basically just made a cup of tea <laughs> with stock. The worst thing was just fucking sitting on my own <laughs> five o'clock in the morning stock. eating fucking peanuts and watching Paul Hollywood pies and puds. Peanuts over and a fucking chicken stock actually would be lovely. Hey, Peanuts and chicken, peanut soup and chicken stock. Oh, so like, like a satay? It's about too ambitious for me, though. I don't like satay, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Danger Bottle. It's time for Danger Bottle. Every week we get a bottle of hooch. <laughs> <laughs> of a nondescript alcohol, and we drink it, because... That's what we do. The five pound has now been completely abandoned. Five pound has been lifted. The rule's gone. You can go mad. Obviously, these boys done anyway. We were fucking late. <laughs> <laughs> What's what the danger doing. bottle, Ryan? Danger bottle is very generic. It's a uh, cactus jack snaps. I fucking love cactus jack snaps. Apple sours. It's my it's my favorite flavor. <laughs> There's very very little to read from the back. <laughs> green shit. It's barely a paragraph. Okay. Green alcohol. <laughs> How about that's it? That's what I ordered. Green. <laughs> and you can drink it. So, <laughs> Neil, Neil in the off license actually was really really good because I didn't know what to get. Oh, I do, actually do you go lay off of that much? You know the boys' names. No, he's a, he's a barman in Don Bar. Oh, in the Don, right, okay, fair enough. That's, ex- that's totally acceptable. <laughs> I was sitting there with a big fucking hangover head. I was just all... I was like, right, I was like, I'm fucking far too hungover for this shit. Isn't it a dog groomer? Boys. He groomed my dog once, I think. No, it's not no, not him, no. No, our boy. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm fucking dying too. And then he goes, oh, what are you having? He's like, oh, we'll grab those beers there. Give us a, a bottle of that green shit there from now. And I was like, oh, you said you're fucking hungover. I went, aye, but we're, we're doing a podcast, so we need this. He was probably thinking, what the fuck's this going on with? <laughs> this must be the new lingo the kids are using. <laughs> those sentences cannot be connected. Hashtag doing the kids. It's just like it's common thing. Everybody goes Hashtag irrelevant. Does, does a podcast and get blocked with. I didn't even say podcast. I said radio show. Ah, <laughs> oh, well done. What I say, age are you? I said that to feel high. It's you, on the wireless. I was going to say, did you tell me to get cash on the wireless? Ah, <laughs> oh, trying to explain what wireless was to me. Granny was the worst. Oh, that, that was the same my granda. I fucking helped install my granda's fucking wireless internet and he'd had no clue about what the internet was. He just kind of got along because I was about the house, you know, a lot more back in. And I was saying, right, you know, this internet now is in your house, blah, blah, blah. And he was all, isn't that, not need to plug it in there, Shan, son. You don't need to plug it in. I was all, no, granddad's wireless. I was fuck, can I play music too? I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <I'm laughs> that's, if there's ever a sign of a generational gap, that's oh, up. Like. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, they could have called it something other than wireless. <laughs> I, know. I don't think anywhere else calls the radio the wireless than the bog. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, just for yeah, where's yeah. the mug, 1950s. Uh, it's, like, it's like fucking people who say about they're going to get their shop and going to get their messages. What's that about? Like, the messages? I'm waiting. I know, like, what messages? That's, what what messages are you getting? Did you have fucking shop? That Did stems you write for yourself through your own wee messages? <laughs> no, that, that stems back to when there wasn't a postman and you would go get 
your letters at the supermarket. You've made this up, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. There's so right. many Sounds shops. You know what? That was, it was a pretty solid life. <laughs> I could have fooled you know a lesser man. There's there's like so there's so many wee shops in Donegal that like actually have that. You have like you know the post office and then the shop. And then the shit that you shouldn't be able to buy in the shop. So like you have you have like milk and bread and all that there, and then you have like oil and cogs for a bike and just mad shit. He's buying that man. Everybody. <laughs> My fair one's that old boy Conley one. He says that he was actually in Donegal. He was visiting Ireland one time because he used to come back here quite a bit. He said he was in a bar, but it was also a fucking cobbler shop. So he said he was getting his shoes done, was having a pint. It was the best thing I've ever experienced. Like, <laughs> I actually. Ah, I think it was Dingle. I think I think I've actually brought this up before in this, but in Ballyshannon, there's uh, a solicitor's, like, uh, like in the same building as the cobblers, and then there's the dentist that's the same as the mechanic. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain that the same family own both and work. Where was this? Sorry, but Bally, Bally, Ballyshannon. Ballyshannon. Yeah. Ballyshannon, the home of multitaskers. <laughs> <laughs> What do we think of the cactus shakes anyway? Uh, it tastes like apples. It tastes like apples. Very sharp. It's very very sour. V- very pleasing. Say. One might say it's an apple sour. <laughs> <laughs> One might say it's sour and it tastes like apples. I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head there. There's I also alcohol in there too. Best thing I is think too. if you whack some vodka in it, it's uh, apple teeny. I think too because it's so pleasing to the tongue. It's still 15% like. Go on, not Get you in your feet. Just not say drinkable. Very drinkable. Very drinkable. You know? Why do we always say that? I know the thing with the danger bottle is like it's like Karen saying it's like you could get there like it. Like you always end up <laughs> drinking over. Mm-hmm. I think as well. I think, I think danger bottles have come full circle now because they're not even you know it should danger bottle should be something that you Oh wait, have you ever had topaz? Oh you haven't? In all fairness, this man is suffering a severe hangover. <laughs> and <laughs> it is the worst it's do over there. Stone? Do, you, do you do you want to do a shot of the worst danger bottle we've ever had? Because it's still there, and we keep it here as a please, test. Please keep selling this to me. <laughs> uh, it's black, like your heart. Um, <laughs> when, you say, when you say when you say shot, can I have a swig? Nah, nah, a swig no, no, need, no, it needs to be a shot. <laughs> no, you can pour your own shot, but it needs to be out of a shot glass. Can we have a deal? That maybe I'll do it halfway yeah. through if you if you're there, cruising. There's, there's shot glass here. Right, I want to see what scruff. I just remind uh, the the listener what topaz was again. Topaz at two pound fifty down the market. Not fifty down the No, my sister was in Iceland and she very kindly brought us back a bottle of Topaz. Iceland, the country, by the way. I uh, not not the, the supermarket chain. <laughs> oh no, I completely went for the supermarket there. <laughs> it's I it's like, another sell drink. It divides yeah. people of people go to Iceland, people don't. <laughs> where where does your mind go when you hear Iceland, the shop or the country? <laughs> But yeah, she brought it back as a as a danger bottle, and it's very bad. It should be over there if you want to pour. And the reason that she brought it back was why? <coughs> I don't know because why. she heard me- Quentin Tarantino that whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Vodka snot. Vodka Vo- snot. Vodka snot. <laughs> and uh, if you want to just explain, wasn't that Quentin Tarantino says that on set one time somebody gave it to him and he thought that it was the worst drink he'd ever tasted? Uh, Quentin Tarantino life. said is it's he... the worst drink he's ever had. Right, uh, and before, he's had some. Before I take a shot of Marston, is it worse than the sake? Yes, sake. It's it's yeah. this, it's just how fucking salty it is that I just don't understand. Not entirely. Oh, fuck easy. See, he's handled it quite well. It, in, in the weeks that we've had it, it might have mellowed. I maybe you have to let like fucking distill or something. <laughs> distill. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to test it? No, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm never doing it again. I've had two shots. That's my uh, fucking. That's my lifetime quota fulfilled. It's, it's it's menthol salt water. 
Is that yeah. a good description? See, because I, I had a theory that maybe it wasn't actually alcohol and it was mouthwash. That's in the same font that they have uh, IKEA furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Scandinavians have obviously gave up a font. Like. <laughs> I mean, they use the same no one for everything. Iceland's not Scandinavian. True enough. It's uh, a Nordic country. A Nordic country. Oh. This out me when I was in Denmark very recently. It's nice to get away to Denmark now, then, let's go. Do you, do you, do you want a <laughs> shot of corn now? That's, that's up there as a worst danger battle as well. That's nice. No, that's nice I, there, so. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I'm giving you the full gamut of danger battles that we've had. I think our aims are very, very obvious, <laughs> friend. I don't know what you're trying to do, but I know that you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Have we done away with uh, the, the corner? The danger corner? What was it called? Oh, the, what, 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 what do we call it again? Remember the oh, the cursed corner. The cursed, cursed corner. corner. Um, yeah, it's, well, no it's sitting in a corner anywhere apart from myself. We're all kind of sitting in corners, are we not? Oh, well, well, except Mickey. Well, no, nobody is. <laughs> He's not in a corner. Heron's not in a corner. He's in the middle. You know what a corner is? You're in the middle. You're in the middle. It's more corner. You're like two foot away from a corner. Right, fair enough. Anyway, you must have been shit at technology at school. Shit at most things, like. Uh, do you feel like my corners like as a circle, Sean? Just <laughs> 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 go around this corner, right away. <laughs> uh, okay, what have we watched this week, folks? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Nobody wants to go first. Oh, sorry, just for... Uh, Movies, yeah. yeah just for uh, the listener who obviously can't see what's going on here. Heron and uh, Ryan had quite a fucking rambunctious one last night. They're both struggling for this podcast. As soon as we says, who wants to go first? Both of them turned dead-eyed. <laughs> as in, please help us. I, uh, Mickey, you go first. I, I watched uh, nope. This nope. Movie Is Not Rated. Ah, yeah. uh, that's a great documentary. Quite a, quite a good watch. Uh, it's very shocking about the MPAA. Yeah. It's really, that's the really same guy that did the hunting ground then. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Did you no, like? No, no, I thought it was a great. Film. I thought it was a great documentary. Um, you might say what it's about. Is it rated? It is rated. It's rated. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, it is I think rated. legally it has to be yeah, rated. <laughs> it's rated. It's fifteen. I think. I think I got rated uh, fifteen. So, so it's about the rating system in the US and how they actually rate um, films and if they get. So hang on, clear this up, mate. An R rating is eighteen here. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. And then NC seventeen is what. That's porn, basically. Yeah. Porn, right, right, okay. so, it used to be, like, NC-17 used to be an X. But yeah. now, like, X basically meant unrated. X-rated. X-men unrated, but I then... R was worse than that, wasn't it? No. no R, R, R is, that. like, younger ones can so, go to it as long as they're accompanied by an so adult. So Deadpool's R, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So like, a 12-year-old yeah. could go see Deadpool if, like, their mad or dad texts them, like, yeah. as long as they're way an adult. It's so actually... 15. What is... What not classified? Is that what NC stands for? Not cla- non-classified? They, don't really, they, don't, they don't really do non-classified anymore because I'm I mean, sure that was in the documentary that I completely forgot about. I think that non-classified. What's it uh, this movie is not rated. This film is not yet rated. This film is not yet rated. But I think that um, it's very very hard to be non-classified now. Back in the day, like obviously when when fucking people were just more prone to being shocked and stuff like that, you know, like the video nasties and all that crack. I yeah. think that because we've all just become more cynical and harder to fucking actually shock and scare, and basically as a culture we've become more desensitized, that it's but, very, very hard to get but hang on, But hang on, the, the whole point of that documentary is the people that rate them... Are old they, white they, men, they, they They haven't moved along with it. Yeah. yeah. It's strange, though, in a way, because I actually think the written system was fucking seriously got very lax not saying lax like oh you know it should be stricter but I think because this film is not your rate it's what about 2008 
I think it's about eight years ago, but even in the past eight years, it's it seems they've got a wee bit laxer because back then, I love the. Maria, it's actually they mentioned the cooler, which is a a favorite of me and Heron's. Um, Maria Bello has an anecdote mm. about how they were going to make the cooler in eighteen because there's like a three second shot of her pubic hair or something like that. And she says that she she and the director fought for her pubic hair to be in the film. Like, not that it fucking added anything there, but it it was almost like got a fucking principle. I I like I, I I might be mixing up uh, documentaries and like Vox pops, but uh, I think it was the South Park guys that said like they actually the first cut was so fucking obscene of Team America that they they knew what they wanted to put out, but the first cut was so obscene that they knew it was going to get NC-17 straight away <laughs> so they they cleaned it up to do enough. what they actually wanted to put out and the cleaned up version was uh, you know sorry the thing oh, they, they, put, they, the they thing made they it put worse out, yeah, yeah exactly so then, yeah, 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 yeah. so then they got oh this is the changes that we've made and they went oh okay yeah, put that out as R then instead of I, like if, if they put out if they just presented the cut that yeah, they yeah, wanted, yeah. that it, would have got NC-17. It would be NC redacted 17. so much yeah. that they wouldn't have got out what they wanted. Like Sometimes, though, in regards to NC-17... Sorry, I don't know if that was in that or if that was just how they make South Park episodes or was it specifically Team America. It's th- so, That's what they do anyway. You get the gist. Yeah, yeah. In regards to <laughs> NC-17, though, and it's quite interesting, you know, a lot of fucking, especially producers... Fuck, sorry. You say it again, just... You're not the phone, just... Aye, no, just uh, in regards to NC-17, a lot of producers and filmmakers, they see it as like the most dreaded thing, oh fuck, we can't get an NC-17, mm. because obviously it's going to be blackballed and no one's going to see it, but sometimes an NC-17 is like a blessing in disguise, I Sorry, think. That's, that's what I was going to say, like the whole time I was watching that, like, does that actually, does that matter in sales? Because if someone was NC-17, that would, or R-rated, that wouldn't really have that would affect my the way the way, way pro- the way producers no, see it is, is that it, not is as many people can no not as many people can see it if it is tightly in NC seventy because like they're actually a lot stricter in the states like, uh, right. and they're a lot stricter in the states too. I mean, you know the way over here. I mean, if you were can't eat look, can you, you only have eighteen here. Like that's like uh, isn't that, that's the highest right? Pretty much. Like, yeah. fa- we were talking about that recently. Fifteen in film classification of cinema is basically dead. Like you very rarely see a fifteen. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. basically a dead classification, but. I remember trying to buy a Terminator one time, and it was 18, and I, shop, <laughs> and I was only like 12 or something, and the guy went, do you have ID? I went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so we went outside, and uh, met some guys that were 16, when I had to go and get them to buy a Terminator for me. Aww. He's not thinking that it's on the me and a friend talk. The rest talk- of us got people to do that, to buy us drink. Mm. <laughs> no, no, I, I <laughs> look, no, I looked old enough to buy a drink, just couldn't buy a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> trying, you uh, sat there with a bag of cans, like, fuck it, I bought this. Like. I was trying to buy a special, I was in a scare face one time in HIV, and this fucking batch wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't fucking sell it to me. So I just waited in the shop until she fucked off in the storeroom and then just screwed up and bought it. I was all, see, yeah, after you. See, in regards to the, the written system too, look, we were just talking about. <laughs> we went on those very personal anecdotes. Um, like we're saying, just to, just to kind of clarify, it, it is a demographic thing, why producers fear NC-17, because literally it can't reach as many people. Yeah. But I think... Because even we are, like, 12-year-olds or 13-year-olds can still technically say it, they just need an yeah. adult with them, so... So wait, wait, is the US system better than what we have? Because they have, like, what... PG thirteen and then well we have twelve A which is essentially PG thirteen yeah yeah, yeah. but much. but they have like just R then do, do they have a fifteen like R- we, R- do, do we still have fifteen yeah. sorry I don't even know this. see as I'm saying like we were just saying before <laughs> like, is Wall that Wall Street would be NC seventeen with it aye that would have been NC seventeen really 
Mm. Oh no, actually no, that was gonna be NC seventeen, and I think Scorsese had him make a few cuts to get it the NR. Uh, it's yeah. I think it's very rare you kind of get an NC seventeen, and these usually because they normally try and bring it back yeah, to NR. Usually, if there is an NC seventeen two, like Mickey just says, they'll make the cuts and stuff again. But in a sort of reverse thing. How many Any, films has he made that's not R-rated? Anytime there is an NC-17, There's is that... Hugo? Yeah. <laughs> that so no, 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 work away, go ahead. Ah, it's just no points, work away. Um, well, what you're on about, like, is is there, like, 15s anymore and stuff? I think, like, the 12 AM PG-13 ratings have gotten so lax, and they're so kind of loopholes that you can get around in with. The, in the British film thing, not in uh, the, not uh, the no, in, in the in the States as well, because, like... PG thirteen, you can get away with far more than what you could back in the day, kind of, because like, like you can sh- you can show mass amounts of violence, you just can't show blood and finish. Or or if you're showing blood, like like something so like the new RoboCop or Transformers, you see in Transformers like Optimus Prime like cutting heads off Transformers, but because they're robots and it's oil that's spilling out, not blood, yeah. then that's okay. <laughs> this this was um. A thing that Cartoon Network had to do before as well with Samurai Jack, right? So Samurai Jack just literally is cutting through boys with his fucking sword, but because Langer. because they're robots and they're like spitting out oil, it's grand. Yeah, it's yep. still like really yeah. <laughs> graphic <laughs> violence, like. Aye. But I think but, but, that, that just shows the ridiculousness of the written system because yeah. obviously, if somebody, even a child, is watching it, and that's the sort of people that they're trying to protect. A child is still just going to see violence, and fair enough, because there's an absence of blood, I don't think it's going to have any less no, effect the, on you. No, know but the I mean? blood's there, it's just oil. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just stupid. But, but, e- but, e- but even with violence and stuff, like, like say, text on, like, X-Men, like, when Wolverine's, like, going berserker, and he's just fucking wailing and they have pilot boys, like... Sorry, like, can that's... we bring back the word berserker? <laughs> berserker! <laughs> but, he's like... going berserker, that guy. <laughs> but uh, but he's he's just full on just killing people like he's but full on that, murdering people like. yeah but that's that's just PG thirteen but I mean uh, Johnny Fabs going on about when he was releasing Chef <laughs> Johnny Fabs Johnny Fabs see <laughs> so you fucking he's, he's my friend but uh, Johnny right. favorite is that the name of the the jazz singer in Angel Heart no? is Johnny favorite yes it is oh, that's exactly what it is. is is it a fake name. You never ate family. No, it's not. Uh, no, I meant John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> John Favreau. I, I, I kind of walked in like halfway through. I love you, man. Is he in that? I can't mind. Is he the the? He's in the breakup. husband of someone. Look this up. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, when when he was releasing dare Chef, bringing up another film <laughs> on a film podcast. When when he was when he was releasing Chef, that got an R rating because they're swearing on it. But Chef is like a happy go lucky kind of. Yeah, it's uplifting. Like, hey, it's uplifting. Somebody just wants to make fucking sandwiches. Hey, you know what I mean. But then you, you get something that look. is very violent, but it only has one f bomb on it, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it's, hate it's, the word f bomb. I don't know, but that's how they. Call There's it. one fuck is it I? It's like, like it was G- Gio brought that you? up on this podcast before. He's talking about the Martian, and he went like, Martian. "Oh, you get you get two you get two fucks or whatever." No, one fuck, one fuck. Yeah. That is, and like one of them is and him outside yeah. the outside the the hab, and you can see him like say fuck, but like you know it's, it's muted. Aye, so, so that like, probably doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. And the book starts off with the the first fucking paragraph of the book is I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Like <laughs> he said it so much, I was really disappointed that there wasn't more. Uh, like what? even even in Superbad, when uh, 
I think it's that slow motion shot where they're walking towards Fogel when he's walking up us. We fucking cream. Uh, as we best. <laughs> you, see, you see Jonah Hull just go like mouth. What, what the, the fuck? <laughs> 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 it's a strange one too, and we can just wrap up in written now, but sometimes there's one rule for one form and then, you know, a whole different set of rules for another. That's why the written system is, is, is fucking so hard to define and it is a bit ridiculous because in regards to like Titanic, you know, one of the high, second higher, th- second highest gross in film ever now. Second, yeah. Second highest gross in film ever now. Still a second. It is, eh? By him, Avatar. Avatar. Big, big Jimmy Cam's has got fucking Jimmy the top Cameron's two. Jimmy Cam's got top two, yeah. But, uh, in regards to that, there's no swearing in that film. <laughs> it's obviously a bloody melodrama disaster film. But Kate Winslet gets her fucking tits out. And that's still a 12. You know what I mean? I but it's still that, a 12. It's got that sex scene as well that everyone I mean, That's all implied with a big dirty fucking sweaty hand. Aye. In the back of that cabin. You don't see any thrust, you don't see any <laughs> Imagine the stank that came out of that car. Though, Fuck when you me. <laughs> Billy Zane would have been really <laughs> fucked off. Like. I see if Billy Zane went up that mm. car and be like, oh, Jesus, this place Christ. is reeking. Reeking at a tight. Hammer is reeking at my waistband. Imagine the Titanic actually made it like to America, right? And he got off and that was his car. He like driving like weeks later. It's a fucking serious sex tang on here, hey? smells like no. It smells like fucking Have riding you? on here. It smells like Jesus. It smells like fucking Kate was getting her box stomped. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fucking it. Jesus, why drunk? Why that whole journey? <laughs> it's we fucking the wee cop employees in that back seat doesn't know what they do. Big red on them. Billy Zane doesn't drive his own car. He probably pulls out a big fucking day load from under that seat. <laughs> 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 Pulls a fucking hammer from under the seat. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you just said, Billy Zane doesn't drive his own car. That actually makes it worse. You imagine him sitting in the I back seat. The back of the <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> the driver just looks back, and goes. I was just look. Like, I looking at the wee cab driver. Aye. Fucking serious waft on here, on there. <laughs> what do you reckon? This place is fucking jump on my clown. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Kate's fucked off. Just <laughs> she's aware, really. <laughs> Kate's all to the loo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so, Shan, what did you watch this week? <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm about to go to the bathroom. So, if you want to say to someone else, what have you watched? Because oh, I was lucky about to slip out because I thought you were going to ask Aaron next. Uh <laughs> Aaron, what did you watch this week? <laughs> Give me a mouth there, remember? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Jesus, are you think I'm the one that doesn't do this every week? <laughs> Fuck me! What? <laughs> Alright. I watched The Do-Over this week, which is the new Adam Sandler film on Netflix. Oh, awesome. But it's not It's not, It's not. not an Adam Sandler film, it's a David Spade film. It's going to be a short one. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm a fan of David Spade. Like this film. I like I, I watched Tommy Boy a while ago and I actually really liked him in that. What I, else? I, I, is that what, is, is David Spade the guy that's done Joe Dirt? Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay. The very same. No, I'm on, I'm on your page now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's about uh, David Spade. He goes to his high school reunion, and the whole point is his life hasn't really moved on. <coughs> Because he's still in love with the prom queen who he did marry, but she she's like fucking around with him, with her ex who was like the jock or whatever, 
and he still has the same job and he still drives the same car and just n- nothing has progressed with him from classic high school. David Spade yeah classic Spade <laughs> but then <laughs> Adam Sandler who was his sure. best friend in Vintage high school Spade. Uh, he rocks up and he's all like oh I'm an FBI agent and then oh, Jesus Christ. he's really cool he actually looks great in this film I was talking to Shad but it's like when did Adam Sandler like lose a bunch of weight and actually get decent looking <laughs> shocked off him just anyway he rocks up like the very first scene like he rocks up in his leather jacket and he's like oh Adam Sandler's actually a wee bit of a babe <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's uh it's basically David Spade gets drunk with Adam Sandler and says like he's kind of fed up his life and he wouldn't mind a do-over uh, I, I imagine that's exactly how they pitched that <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness I doubt that Adam Sandler even has they fucking pitch anymore because also no, he, can just, he, can he can just, just do anything he can just make whatever the fuck he wants if it was Derry uh, it would be a lot shorter film because they'd just be sitting outside the audience and be all, I think I need a turnover. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just hands him a turnover and then that's the end. <laughs> Go for a snowball myself, yeah. right? It's just the voiceover. See, Jesus, after good, good, good chat in the enemy. <laughs> Do you know what I need now, though? You got ice cream and all that's just, that's just voiced over the credits. <laughs> ice cream. You know, Reagan, I'll, I'll head down to Fiorentini's for a scoop. Right? Right? That's, that's, that's the stinger at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the whole the credits, credits sequence. The, the whole credits, you just you hear him eating a turnover. The ice cream that goes to black again. You know, fuck, that's a sequel. It looks class. <laughs> Continue on about what the fuck do you call it again? That was in the bog. Uh, the do over. Oh, the do over, right? It's called the do over, right? Okay. Um, Alright, so Adam Sandler fakes both their deaths, so then they're both dead, so they can start a new life kind of thing. But, like, Adam Sandler recently hasn't been making great films. I, I haven't, haven't... When recently, do you mean the last fucking 17 years? Like? Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> funny people. Funny people's alright. That's not his film. That's an Apatow one, it's not one of his productions. Anyway, doesn't matter. But... It's not a secret I, Eminem, like, gives off about everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> Go on to your Ray Romano It's pretty good Ray Mac- Romano That's pretty good <laughs> Debra Ray what are you doing <laughs> Ray Romano is Kermit the Frog Yeah well they're very close yeah, they are, yeah. Continue I'm trying to No don't mind <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm impressed you've managed to say this much about this film <laughs> No but Because it sounds shit uh, No well This is the thing as far as Adam Sandler films go recently, they've all just been uh, kind of terrible. And this wasn't completely terrible. There were, uh, there was a couple of funny bits. And it it kind of takes a drastic turn when there's like a reveal of why they're doing what they're doing. And they try and, they, they try and like put on this whole kind of social message about a certain topic and stuff. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, where the fuck? Do they, like, they're trying to say something, but... It's a stupid Adam Sandler comedy, so you don't really take it seriously. It's like, yeah. why is this on here? Just like the fucking comedy, like. But uh, it's not awful, and it's you could probably sit through it if you have a drink uh, and you be grandly. Yep. Right. Like the <laughs> the one thing that made me laugh, laugh the most is just there's this guy that's kind of follow like following them, like he always kind of rocks up like every so often. But every time he just gets really badly injured. <laughs> it's like the first time he gets they run him over with a car as they're driving out of the garage but then the next time you see him they do the exact same thing and it's just really funny <laughs> but uh yeah also okay. just to go back to uh, some of the main you said at the very start will be actually before we even start the podcast i think the most surprising thing about the do-over even though i haven't seen it is the fact that david spade still has a career 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How the well, fuck has that lasted? Her- Heron said he likes David Spade. What? Talk, talk us he, through he that. Pr- probably he gets the royalties from that TV show. The Just Shoot Me. Not Just Shoot Me. one where he was like the... Oh, fucking... Like we fucking... Your, well, Patrick Warburton with him, wasn't it? That's oh, the, the worst no, Patrick oh, Warburton. God. Problem Child Dad, oh, wasn't it? And then uh, Patrick Warburton. Died. That's really good. <laughs> You're <laughs> far better. Yeah, it's a rules. It's a rules, that was called. Rules of engagement. No, no, no. Rules of engagement, that's the show with Patrick Warburton. Oh, no, actually, he did No, he was in... Isn't that thing Colm's talking about? What are you talking about? Fucking Problem Child's Dad. I yeah, know he did. He replaced John Rutter on oh, Eight Simple Rules, rules? After, Simple rules after fucking John Rutter died. Eh? That's right. Aye, and did James your man, Garner. Did your man actually get his ticket point? I, had a heart, he just I know he died he really died suddenly. I heard a tag guy on set. On, actually, he died on set. Eh? Did he, I forgot. Um, he actually died on the fucking stage. I know because I watched that show like when it was on, and they actually had like a quite moving episode, like because yeah. they have him die in the show, like, and they have like a kind of front the, the girl, the girl, the girl like in the show, is, uh, the girl in the show had this uh, ovation guitar sitting in the background, and it was in the background of like every shot that was in their room. I was like, for fuck's sake, why the fuck is that sitting there? That's about two grand worth of a guitar. <laughs> There's no need for that. that just. Buy a wee shitty fucking stag from Cash Generator, right? Yeah. And just put it there. There's no need for that. No, that does not need no, to be. No, because the prop person Aye. gets to get a two grand guitar. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and as well, it's ABC and they're fucking mounted. Chuck them on everything. Uh, uh, loads Disney, of fucking cash. What? <laughs> but uh, I think it might be owned by Disney. Aye. I don't think you can buy them. I <laughs> think you have to have those guitars man. made for you. Why are you going? <laughs> Great advertisement. I so the do over. <laughs> the turnover. I think the best thing to do is watch it <laughs> and then watch it again. Uh, no. Watch My friend actually just phone called turnover. Uh, sorry, it's the do over. Sorry. But I watch it again and give it a do over. Boom! Oh, Call him Heron! God. I watched Hot Top Time Machine 2 as well. Shade. Uh, well, I don't know why I But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can leave that. <laughs> Actually, no, was it any good? No. Is Chevy chasing it? I watched that whole film. Yeah, it's a just brief just see, moment. Just to see what do you call it, boys, and this is the end, the black guy. Uh, Craig Rob- Robinson. Craig Robinson, yeah. I just watched it for that whole thing. It seems like we created some kind of hot tub time machine <laughs> <laughs> the whole film just that line it's fucking brilliant. does he not look into the camera, Aye, the camera. <laughs> like hot tub time machine no it's I so think stupid, they like, do that in this one as well they they say like oh so it's a hot tub time machine too <laughs> <laughs> and then they all look at the camera what do you, like, what Craig Robinson's actually really funny actor, I the, the, the boy in it Oh, I never remember his name. Oh, he's, he's in everything. He's in the background of everything. That's yeah, what I was just about to say. He's just kick ass. He's in kick ass. And he was in. He was. He's, he's in the background. In super bad. He was actually he's in, in an. He, he fucking. He popped up in an episode of Workaholics last night that I was watching too. He's a wee fat nuisance. He was in the. <laughs> <laughs> he was in. <laughs> he was in the last series of The Office. The American was he? Yeah. I love Seth Green's character in Sex Drive. There's nothing else good about that film. Like Where'd that come from? Oh, the Amish guy. Like, oh, know, he's like, right. uh, anyway. Heron, what have you watched this week? I watched uh, This Is Where I Leave You. Ah. Uh, with Jason Bateman. Jason Craig. Bateman, aye. It's actually a big cast, isn't it? It's brilliant, guys. Jason that Bateman. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Uh, Tina Fey. That's what me and Colin say. Called going for a fag. We go for a Tina Fey. <laughs> Don't know why. Because uh, you want a smoker. Because <laughs> she's smoking. No. 
But uh, Tina Fey is quite good. I know. I, I, okay. I, I would. Uh, but uh, it was Tina Fey, uh, Bateman. Uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I uh, fucking right. He's brilliant. Isn't he? And uh, He's brilliant in everything. He is pretty good in everything. Uh, he's very good. He's a very talented boy. He is indeed. <laughs> what age is he? He's actually older than what he seems. No, he's only like 31 or so. Really? Yeah. I, I heard he was 50. I really like him with Francis <laughs> Old enough, I had him Actually, fucking six. Told me he was fucked out of. <laughs> that, that's that's a joke in the do over that Adam Sandler says when you're trying to chat up. But Garrett always say you're ten years older than what you are, so then you seem like the fucking fighting of youth. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, you look amazing. That's <laughs> going back to that rating thing again. You know, you make the fucking first cut really fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> first cut is the deepest. I like it. I said, then David Spade says he's like sixty six, and then he's like, you don't. Nobody wants to fuck. A six-year-old. <laughs> Still, like I watch it. Anyway. I know that's the two funny bits. <laughs> he got through. He got through the two funny bits. I'm like, right back on the hard sell, just. Why are you watching that? Mickey Mouse up too. Yeah, he's like, fuck, guy. He's on the attack from fucking Netflix, just. <laughs> and that, that actually, I forgot to ask you. The deal for his Netflix original, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's part of Adam Sandler's four-picture deal with Netflix. Do you know what the worst thing is, too, is that coming. you would say that TV series-wise, consistently, the Netflix original stuff has been very good, but so far, their fucking original films have been fucking eight. Well, Beast of No Nation was supposed to be good. I never watched oh, actually, not Beast of No Nation. Besides that, anyway, here. <laughs> You're just saying that because you don't want to be racist because there's black people on it. <laughs> no, I actually didn't do it. I think most of that films black people on it. I heard all the whole thing. Everybody was black. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Every person that phone's blank. Cast, crew, producers. I, I, I can't believe Every, Everyone's black. I had Jane Fonda's on it. Is she? Uh, Phenomenal looking woman for fucking 74. Like. Jesus. She's 78. What? Jane Fonda's 78. I watched her recently in Coming Home. That was 40 years ago. And even back then, she was tasty stuff. I've, I've been watching Grace and Frankie recently. It's actually pretty good. That fucking L'Oreal or whatever the fuck she's using to mind them ever she was doing. She Faceless, man. Faceless. <laughs> no, it's all, all natural. Yeah, all natural. You liked Grace and Frankie the other day, didn't you, Harry? What the fuck, Grace and Frankie? Mine, <laughs> mine, we were watching it when you were here the other day. Okay. Oh, ah, fuck, actually, no, wait, I didn't mind that. Lily Tomlin? Uh, it was the one the that the, the, the Marta Coffey, she wrote, she created uh, she, friends. Yeah, she created friends uh, with a couple of others. It's not bad, no. I, I enjoyed it. Martin Sheen bitting on that man, though. Yeah. Sam Watterson's actually fucking hilarious. Aye, <laughs> He's aye. really funny. It's really good, eh? But, uh... Actually, Jane Fonda's in this... This, uh... This is Red Evie. Um... Adam Driver, Tina Fey, and Bateman, and then some other cunt who's not famous enough to know his name, uh... Are <laughs> some ones. Well. <laughs> 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 no, well, yes, that's cruel. But I actually don't know his name. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not famous enough. But, uh... <laughs> they're, they're all still ones on it, right? Their father passes away, and uh, the dying wish of the father is that they, even though he's not Jewish, and he was never kind of uh, a religious person, but his dying wish is that they do this uh, thing where they spend six or seven days with each other at home in their house. Shiva. I sit in uh, Shiva. Uh, uh, shiva. I, and, and then like it's a sort of a joke at stores all he didn't even believe in fucking God. What the fuck? You know, it's kind of had sort of a joke, yeah. but he says, but he liked that tradition or whatever. So he wants them to spend seven days with each other. And- oh, that's nice. <clears throat> that's, that's Corey Stoll, the baldy boy. 
Baldy boy, Crystal's class. I'll, I'll take it. Hey, he's in uh, House of Cards. He is indeed. He's also, also the, He's also the baddie in that man. Um, uh, yeah, take a watch that move. Go look up with John Farrow's and I love you, man. Hey, check it out now too. Is it still playing on your own? Why Shane continues? But uh, no, it, it's very good. Uh, so, as I said, I'm Driver Bateman, Tina Fey, and a uh, Baldy boy. Uh, <laughs> or someone. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just a film all that I see. I, I, I was hovering over for so long. And it's one of my ones where I was worrying whether it was going to be too heavy. Is it going to be very, you know, that one, the, the one I was telling you about with Thomas Jane and Jeremy Piven. Uh, I think it's like I Melt With You or something. Aye, like that. you talked about that a long, a long while back. Aye, because that, that's very heavy. And it's sort of funny at the start, but it, it just it just takes a complete nosedive. And they mm. fuck me, this is depressing. As <laughs> Whereas this is where Levy has its, has its moments and it's still funny. But it's nice family stuff, you know. There's still bad shit going on and this kind of stuff. And Bateman is having a problem, you know, with, with his marriage and this kind of thing. But I, I just, I just think he's one of the most talented fucking actors going. Like he's, he's, he, his timing is fucking unreal. I love his. We with drama and comedy, like you know, he's, he's great. Like I think you're exactly right. I think that uh, mm. especially Bateman too. He seems to have like a foothold and like a, a certain sort of comedy. It's like it's always he always plays like a, a realistic comedy character, like because usually he plays a straight man and like you know Arrested Development or any of his movie roles. But he still kind of makes it his own. He doesn't become forgettable as opposed to the boy who's you know telling all the jokes like Job and Arrested Development or like Ryan Reynolds and that fucking piece of shit the the change up or whatever the change up yeah, or some yeah. shit like I, that. I actually really enjoy that. I fucking hate that film. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the pregnant sex that got you? Uh, no, it was Jason Bateman saying "Holy fuck, Knuckles!" <laughs> <laughs> so I started, I started sort of slowly but surely throwing "fuck Knuckles" on the me, me week. <laughs> but with Jason and Bateman, knuckle fuck and this kind of, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, no. I, th- I think from Arrest Development, he did kind of get a bit pigeonholed in the the accountant role, basically, yeah. like. Because from that, like, a lot of his, like, uh, film stuff was kind of the button-down businessman or whatever. But if you look at stuff that he did before that, even, like, he has a small part in Dodgeball. Where, where he's, he's the fucking really spaced-out commentator. Uh, he's a class. <laughs> he's, he's, like he's amazing. And, and, and uh, in the kingdom the, as well. He, he's, oh, aye, he's, he's the one that gets kidnapped, isn't he? Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't a tremendously good film, but I thought it was just nice to see him. You, you forget about some of your stuff too, like a, a, a film that I love as well, uh, Stead of Play, the remake with Russell Crowe, he's like the fucking politician, he's like Ben Affleck's friend on it, and he plays aye, a pretty straight right, role. Aye. But aye. he's he's in the sweetest thing as well, as the guy's best friend, he's really good in the air. He's like, he finds out the, the chips give you anal leakage and he just starts spitting <laughs> <them> out. <laughs> and I think <laughs> the main one uh, that's we talked about recently where he kind of completely goes against his, his usual rules is The Gift where he plays an absolute wanker he's, he's absolute fucking cunt. very good in that very yeah, very good who was saying Jason Bateman's the most underutilized actor uh, he was really underused in the Starsky and Hodge film even though uh, you know well, he I'm, was in that he was like fucking Vince Vaughn's sidekick we have a massive set of glasses I don't know that wasn't a great film uh, it was what is that Johnny Knoxville in that no, that's fucking Jukes of Hazard. Jukes of Hazard, you're thinking of? No, it's uh, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. And Vince it has, Collins it has its batting. moments, but it definitely isn't a fucking summary as parts. But uh, uh, this is where Levy is. Uh, another great uh, cast, uh, Rose Burns in it as well. 
I fucking love Roseburn. She's uh, great. I've got a bit of Roseburn love myself. <laughs> I think the last two weeks we've just had a bit of Roseburn love. Well, enough. We were talking uh, about that the other day, just very quickly off point, because it just shows how fucking much somebody can be a wanker. Uh, <laughs> when the fucking when the first bad neighbours or in America it's <laughs> called shows how much somebody can be a wanker. Brilliant. But uh, when the first bad neighbours was released, what is it like two or three years ago, two thousand and fourteen or something like that? Uh, it was uh, two years ago. Was bad neighbours released, and obviously Roseburn is known to American audiences for doing like an American accent and stuff like that so I think that a lot of American audiences probably British audiences and stuff like that to assume that she was American but obviously she's Australian and in Bad Neighbours I think the director Nicholas Stoller just said you know what you can use your own accent because you know it's kind of irrelevant if you're Australian or American in this film so she used her own accent and this fucking big diatribe all these boards all name roll although the shape of that Australian accent she's doing <laughs> something she's like that's my fucking accent you know what I mean that's yeah, how it sounds did you bad cunt. Yeah, did you ever hear that one you fucking chippy we, uh, bastard <laughs> my friend you pie baller and bastard <laughs> 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 fuck off you pie baller fuck off your pie you fucking loser what do you what do you call that film we sound big and like Bill that's Man up, it's a great film. Aye, she she does a British accent in it, yeah. and she she kept up the accent the whole way through shooting all, just to kind of keep it on or whatever. But the very last day of shooting, like she gave a speech to the whole crew, but she used her own accent, and everyone's like, "Why the fuck is she doing American <laughs> accent?" Because her accent's class in that her film. Right uh, on, and she's right brilliant. She, as well, she's in uh, what do you call it? Get him to the Greek. Yeah, I've never seen that film. She's she plays the pop star. Uh, she's uh, oldest, whatever. Fucking Russell Brand's ex girlfriend. She's brilliant. But she's got a good she, bit of range because obviously she's done the <coughs> rebooted X Men trilogy, like first class and stuff. And then even like her, she can lend her fucking handy, like, like and stuff. And stuff he gets. Rose, Rose Byrne. Now, we're I, still, we're, we went yeah. back to Rose Byrne. He was talking Were you talking about, about Lake Bell and getting him to the Greek? Or no, Rose no, Byrne? he was talking about Rose Byrne oh, and okay. getting him to the Greek. I was confused. Uh, anyway, <laughs> wrap up we're, on this right We're still in the burn word. Burn wires. <laughs> Burn bell. But, uh, yeah. but uh, I know... Uh, Not the bell term. It's, 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 it's very good. If you just want a very well shot, you know, well cut, well directed uh, film, we really smart dialogue and great acting, just actors playing off each other and just smart and just nice. But it's, I mean, uh, Tom, all the fantastics in it as well. Tom of the Elephant? Uh, ah. He it's <laughs> Tom of the Elephant Fantastic. I like that. I'll keep uh, that one. That's a Kevin Smith one. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith. He's a cunt. He was a dick to him on that film. Uh, what uh, we call the film? Not Die Hard 4 there, both of them. No, but there was a film before. before that. Together. Uh, is it Liv Tyler's in that as well? Or Jennifer no. Garner, is it? Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Uh, all Fantastic. Uh, Kevin... Old enough, know. just bringing up Tom of the Elephant, and it's song that you literally just sit there now about Jason Bateman being one of the most underutilized actors in Hollywood or whatever. I have always thought that Tom of the Elephant is one of the most underutilized because he would make a cracking lead man. And old enough, they tried to give him his chance with Hitman, and then Hitman was obviously a fucking <coughs> disaster, critically and at the box office. I think he just picks his picks his roles. He doesn't. See, I'm a huge fan. Catch and release. Catch and release. See, I'm a huge fan too because of uh, the TV series Justified, and as well with Deadwood. It's fucking amazing. Justified's good. Justified's brilliant. And then obviously, I still haven't seen the last season. There's a there's there's a dark humor goes through it, but the first series is very kind of by the numbers, sort of volume of the week. 
But then the second series, they find their feet right through the sick where it's this big overarching plot about like the Dixie Mafia down in fucking Louisiana and stuff like that. It's what brilliant. You, what do you call your man that's unjustified and in The Shield? Walton Goggins. He's fucking he's, phenomenal. He's I know he's such a mad name, like, yeah. but he was actually... He was, it, Wally Goggins. Recently in... Uh, that's, a name, that's a name of someone. Hateful and Django and Jane. <laughs> hey, that's the guy in Sons Anarchy as well. He plays the transsexual. He's excellent that as well. He's only in it for about eight episodes. Hot He's fucking fast. Fuck. <laughs> no, I, I just thought of what I really, what I, I know I want to watch last week, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it as my recommendation. All right. But it's um, no, check it out. Great show. I would compare it to something like uh, Wonder Boys. Uh, what else compare? Just I suppose Wonder Boys good enough, but um. No, I'd recommend that. I think it's a great show. Boom! Cool. Uh, Sham, what did you watch this week? Uh, this week I watched Midnight Special, which fucking sounds like a tick out. But, uh, it does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Midnight Special, please. It sounds like a, a wank at night, too. <laughs> we Midnight Special, eh? <laughs> just, just to get yourself to sleep there. <laughs> you'd have to be seriously OCD so like just uh, wait until midnight. Uh, but it was released, you, I think. You blow your bag within the minute. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, see ham latte in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, released about three months ago, uh, directed by Jeff Nichol. Jeff Nichol done Mud and no, Tick Shelter. Uh, he basically just he's, he's every film he does seems to be just with Michael Shannon. But Michael Shannon's in it. Adam Driver is obviously in it. Kirsten Dunst is in it, and Gordo is in it. Joel Edgerton, he's Ooh. in there too. Basically, what it is, if you don't know the plot of the film, I'll run through it very, very quickly is that uh, this child has these alien sort of abilities, these kind of otherworldly abilities, and he's been adopted by this cult in, I think it's Louisiana or Texas, I'm not quite sure, because this religious cult see him as being the Messiah. And then the opening of the film is him being, like, stolen off this cult by his actual original birth father, Michael Shannon, and then getting chased across fucking this stit by the FBI and the National Security Agency. Uh, But... Yes, that sounds really exciting. Like, I mean, I'm, Michael I'm, Shannon, great at playing people's dads. <laughs> great at playing really intense dads. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's like the, what do you call it? What do you call her? Uh, Tony Clay. Tony Clay. Brenda playing a ruined woman. A woman on the edge. A woman on the edge. But I was looking forward to the film for you know about five or six months, and I thought, like Jeff Nichols' previous stuff, it sounds like a really interesting plot. I liked it. I was looking forward to it even more because. Jeff Nichols said that this was basically his uh, homage. He like Spielberg or something. No, John Carpenter. He says this this Carpenter. my this my yeah, but honestly, he says this my homage to John Carpenter, more particularly Starman. <laughs> but the whole thing about Starman is that it's probably like the least Carpenter film. But he he, he did talk about Spielberg too. He said it had a kind of a it, it an ET close encounters kind of see, see for me personally, I I, I really can't see where the whole Carpenter homage is. It's way more akin to a Spielberg homage, like yeah. definitely. But considering how interesting that plot sounds, you know, how it starts out, you know, with this chase and this way, all these alien powers, and, oh, fuck, this is quite engaging. It's so fucking boring. It's like, I was so fucking disappointed with. Was it like signs? I like signs. At least least signs fucking excite you and, you know, gives you a couple of reveals. The main criticism (laughs) that is coming up against Midnight Special is that, and Jeff Nichols kind of went against the cracks and said, well, I want to keep it, you know, sort of, I want to add a bit of mistake to it. I don't really want to reveal anything about the chill and, you know, what his purpose is and what he's all about. But there's doing that well and then there's doing it not well and he's not done it well because the film's two hours long, which is too long. Every fucking two minutes, 
is like, oh, you know, oh, he's got to get to this certain field. Oh, you know, he's got these powers. You know, they're, they're kind of ruining his body. But it's so fucking repetitive. So I, was going, I was going to say, he doesn't wear a video. He does it so well that you don't know what the fuck's going on. No, but, like, no, but that's what I'm saying. He does it so well that you don't know what the fuck's going on. But then, see, after the first 40 minutes of not knowing what the fuck's going on, you just lose interest. You know what I mean? You're like, I couldn't give a fuck about this, Wayne. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about this, Wayne. I can't get scared in my head now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but the fact like that fucking he's, alien baby. he's not telling you anything do, does it come across that he's trying to keep it a mystery or does it come across that he doesn't actually know himself what I, the, how do you explain it like? I don't want to second guess a boy but it seems that they just don't really know where to go with because is, it's is it David Lynch and he just I, it, it in a way like, I, I have this theory that David Lynch doesn't know what his own films are about <laughs> old enough so when people ask him he just thought well I was fucking talking well, about this this morning I was talking about this this morning about how it? like you're all you don't know what the <laughs> I, but I, own films. I hate the fact like don't get, don't get me wrong a lot of Dave Lynch's films the stuff that's kind of read on them you can kind of see with like a razor head about being uh, being about parenthood and all that there but stuff like Mulholland Drive and uh, Inland Empire a lot of people like Write these theses on like, oh, what's Dave Lynch trying to get at? He has not fucking clue. <laughs> he has not you know I mean? fucking he, A lot of the time, what annoys me about people who really bum up Lynch, and he'd probably model himself if he wasn't trying to add to his own mistake uh, or not, is that he puts out abstract images. Uh, go and uh, take images. your own deck out of your own hole, please. <laughs> you uh, go and make that thing. You've been delinched. Uh, You've been lynched. Uh, <laughs> You've been delinched. But uh, Monday special, I, I I don't think they really know where to go with. It's very repetitive. You're on the road with fucking Michael Shannon, uh, Joel Edgerton, and this Wayne, and it doesn't really go anywhere, and it's just quite dull. Adam Driver is one of the most one of the saving graces. He's got a, a sort of very small role as an NSA agent, and his character doesn't really go the way that you, you think it's going to go. And as opposed to all the the villains, he's that, 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 poor, that poor man is like that's the thing. Like a lot of films now, going like ah, I was shy, but. Driver's good. Yeah, uh, we we already said on the podcast Adam Driver's good and everything. He is, but I mean, you know what? He is one of the same. And Does he have a perfect record? Has he done anything shit? Well, I mean, like Monday Special is not that great. In my opinion, Monday Special is no, not that great. Has he ever been so bad? I've not. I've not seen him be bad in anything. I mean, actually, he was one of the best things about Francis Ha as well. That bomb bag one from three I, years ago. I love that film. I love that film. Really, really good. That one was good. Excellent. Really, really strong. Why you call your garden, Domingo? Greta uh, Gerwig. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Just really annoying. His fucking DVD traps <laughs> are becoming less and less a thing. Mm. You know, see Francis Hat. See if I was in a DVD show, I would have grabbed it. Mm. It's know? on Netflix. Though. I just, I used to go on it. I know, I know that. I know that. But it's like, more about like having the physical copy. We're sponsored by Netflix. Fuck off, Mackie. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really disappointed that. Um, can I get my subscription cut off? <laughs> How I Met Your Father never took off. They, aye, they she was, shot aye, the she pilot was with uh, main one Gertrude that. Gerwig. Greta Gerwig? Gert, aye, she was supposed to be the, the main one. In that. I thought How I Met Your Father was a complete rip off of the fucking TV series. How I no, Met Your Father. No, that's aye, it, actually. It's, 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 it was a spin off they were trying to do. Is it? I thought it was just some wee fucking indie film. It just so happened to have a similar title. No, it was it was a spin-off TV show. They were tra- they oh, did a pilot and stuff. Thank fuck, I got Ken because I fucking hit him. But Greta Gerwig, shite on it. Do you really? Know? First, I first five people. series are gold, <coughs> and then it starts to dip. Music. Wait, wait, what's the Every show trying to be the new friends. They, they try and do it so much that you. No, just but going, they were very like overt and what. True detectives, well fat like. Yeah. <laughs> they were very. See, I, like they're, they're, it's, it's just see a pure Ross and Rachel thing. I've seen him making a murder. I was like. 
Nah, it's pure that's, friends. Eh? That's, that's so rich. See, <laughs> see when they brought the monkey into it as well. I was a fucking hashtag totes rich. What the fuck were we talking about again? Oh, I know. <laughs> I, no, the DVD thing. Hey, uh, or we'll leave it. We'll bring it up as a topic. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the, like in Derry now, there isn't a DVD shop. There's a second-hand DVD Aye, shop. There's a second-hand DVD shop, which is balls. Shit. There is technically a DVD shop in that fucking one next door to CEX. Uh, what do you call it again? Mad. 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 That does sell DVDs. Like. Aye, but who wants to go in there? Exactly. Wait, wait. <laughs> they just bought all the stock of HMV when they closed. Are you speaking the vinyl guys? Uh, uh, man, are, there's no way to go to buy vinyl anymore. Are we becoming the fucking film High Fidelity? <laughs> no, but it's, do you know what? It's, What's your top five favourite Oh man, shops? I just can't watch things in fucking 720 <laughs> anymore. I need a fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> but I, no, the thing is, right, like, anywhere I would go, I'd go to see my sister, you know, wherever she was loving her or whatever, and then whatever, I, I would find just a... Uh, you know, a DVD shop or, a, you know, a record shop like HMV or whatever. And all or a bookshop. Or a bookshop, exactly. And, you know, I would just wander around it for fucking, you know, and I I just enjoyed that. You know, a cover would grab your attention or you know, you'd be in it two or three times and a cover keeps grabbing your attention. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just going to fucking buy this. Do you know what I mean? And I just don't do that anymore. I, it's fucking really annoying. Because, you know, like Francis, I would have seen that. If, say, if that was a film that I'd heard about. And uh, whatever, I just would have, uh, I would have grabbed it at one point or whatever. You know, I would, I would easily walk on, and spend thirty quid, and I'd be plus, you know. Uh, when you when you see it out in the wild, you'll <laughs> you'll grab it like. But you see it in its natural. That's habit. your I, that's you your hunter it. instinct. But I, but I, when uh, but when you're on but when you're on Amazon or something, you're not going to search for Francis Hadd. Exactly, that's the fucking. You want the. You want, you, you want the wee impulse buys? That's why I broke. That's, that's think, why I bought Broken Lizards Club Dread. <laughs> <laughs> but you not think just that, like Francis Hano chance like? Do you not think that like, Francis <laughs> subtitles <laughs> will then become so outrageous <laughs> that that's what you'll click on? Like full uh, like, titles will become the new covers. Like you know, like that will grab your attention. Like Ive, my son is gay. What? <laughs> that's a film. What's the film? Ive, my son is gay. Sweet lord. What, who's in that then? Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam, Adam Driver. <laughs> right, he's an eighty-year-old Jewish man. He's <laughs> got range. Playing like, his own dad. I was, I was scrolling. I was scrolling through whatever, right? And uh, Letter Kenny, the TV series, was like a thing. <laughs> I, I made you post this. I something. could not. Like I literally could not not watch the first episode. Of it. I, like, I have to. I have to click on this here because that that like you said like is like a DVD that would grab things like Letter Kenny. Jesus, obviously. Uh, obviously sure. it. But it's like, pretty good. What everybody forgets is that fucking Derry had its own cop show. For fuck's sake. Derry City Beat. Hey, yeah, my Derry City Beat. Derry City Beat. Everybody's going on to see if they're on it. Exactly. My fair one. You see me on the TV, that thing? I was on the beat, lad. My fair one about Derry City Beat literally just shows how mundane Derry is. The climax day one episode was a boy pulling his fucking fall through Paul's pizzas, wonder. The beard of Booter is an internet classic at this point. I think he, I personally think he's a voice for Ireland. When I see him as a pilter, it was Halloween night. When he got three pounds. It was two Batmans. Arguing over was on top of a cop man <laughs> and the other was standing down they were arguing whose Batmobile it was <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing 
incredible. And then they walked up together with a glass smokers. I was fucking hanging. What a fine that. place we come from, eh? Oh, I, I love where I live. I love it too. <laughs> but, uh, Scruffit, you were saying, do you think, like, like movie titles and stuff would get a bit more kind of out there just to kind of attract people to click on? I, I don't think that's really a thing now because I, I think, like, because, well, well because, big because, movie. Because they're actively avoiding people clicking on shit. They're actively selling, coming up with like good moves. titles that'll be like you know it's like like I like a lot of big show or you know like like a lot like, of big films just have like kind of bland generic titles. It's I mean like exactly the, the, like the, the newest uh, Transformers title was announced. It's like the last night or something like that air, but it's night isn't really a K. Transformers oh. and the Last Crusade or something. <laughs> but it's just... It's, they want to trick we were, them to feel like they've seen it before. <laughs> like we were, <laughs> like we were, talk, like we were talking last week, uh, Heron seen Begin Again, and I said the original title for it was kind of Song Save Your Life. Um, I think it's a me, I, me and Heron both liked it, but Sham preferred I, Begin I Again. I that was a push title. But I, I think but it's I, really just on the nose. But, I think you're, you, you have a push title. No. <laughs> but fuck? see, you know, you know what the weirdest thing is? I th- <laughs> what the weirdest is? I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, what a handle, Shan. Uh, what's up? But do you, but do you not... <laughs> made up name. Uh... But, do, but do you not think uh, like Begin Again, it's a bit kind of bland and just generic? At least, can a song save your life? It even if it sounds a bit naff, it at least has a bit of an age date and kind of stands out even if it is a bit naff, you know what I mean? Uh, but it just sounds really cheesy. But Begin Again sounds really cheesy. I, not as cheesy as kind of Song Save Your Life. Scruff, way in here. What's the better title? Sorry, I went down a path that I... <laughs> <laughs> What's a better title? Begin Again or Can a Song Save Your Life? For uh, just the sake of being able to tell it to somebody else. No, not even that. Just, just what sounds no, no, less no, cheesy. No, no, but like, like if I was telling someone, oh man, you should really watch uh, Begin Again, I wouldn't say, man, you should really watch um, what song save, 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 song save. Like, you know. It's it's to me. How, how, how can you not remember kind of songs? Like no, you'll remember it's, it's, that, no, but like it's, it's, begin it's, again, you'd forget because like, oh, it's on really It's, 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 it's called that. fucking like start over or. Yeah. Ready, steady, go or something. Ah, fuck you remember the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, know what you said. I mean, that time with that fuck. What do you call that? What do you call him? Lee Mack or something like that. Uh, He's got that show, that fucking Friday night comedy sitcom uh, or something like that. Out. Not going what? out. But I was asked. They fucking describe it to somebody once because I watched one episode. <laughs> a one episode with Lita, and they're all, "What do you call it?" And I was, "Oh fuck, I think it's called sitting on or something." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that's that's what I mean. Like, you but know, like Edge again is easy. But like Edge of Tomorrow as <laughs> well, know, man. Although I should start again there. <laughs> no, no, my dad is the worst for fucking up titles, right? <laughs> Absolute worst, right? He calls the Muppets the Moffats, <laughs> right? And then me and my brother were watching that fucking Lion King, right? On Christmas Day. Oh, is that the Tiger Prince? <laughs> the no, Cobra no, no, Chancellor? No, no, no. <laughs> well, one, it's, it's a cartoon. And it's a cartoon. So it was, I don't know where the fuck he thought this was what it was. He comes on and he goes, All right, is that the Moffat's Christmas show? <laughs> Not even the Mupp- not even the Muppets Mupp- Christmas Carol. I haven't heard you say this before. <laughs> Did I say it before? Most maybe not in this podcast. Maybe podcast. maybe in real life. Uh, uh. <laughs> Although Heron, you did that the other day when you when you were here, you walked into the living room and me and Jill are watching Grace and Frankie. But you walked in and all you seen was Martin Sheen. You're all, is this the West Wing? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you were saying I'm starting to look at me, Dad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey. 
<laughs> he's like, no, it's a bit different than the West Wing. <laughs> Martin Sheen's gay and he's yeah. plying fucking Sam Waters. <laughs> really? Hey, you don't know the plot of Grace and Frankie? Like, give it a go. Uh, Martin Sheen's married to Grace. And then Frankie is married to Sam Waterstone, but then they realize they were gay like twenty years ago, so they start dating. Then they break up with their wives. And the Grace and Frankie become gay too. No, he said, "Well, not I... become gay, but <laughs> <laughs> are they gay?" That's exactly what I said. Well. <laughs> <laughs> going to end up banging as well. I thought it was going that way. It hasn't happened yet. Like just uh, Frankie. Do you think... Frankie started going out with Ernie Hudson? Do you think it's on the cares like? They've started developing a lube together. I've got uh, that TV show Grace and Will stuck in my head though. Grace and Will. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you fucked out of hers if I just slapped you. Grace. Actually, love Will and Grace. It's a good show. Yeah. One of my faves is a winner. I was watching it now. That's a really abstract version of the theme song there. No bar. I love the theme song. It's class. Yeah, it's class. Can you play it? I've tried. I can't. You just don't have that much sass. <laughs> I caught myself so he, playing fucking uh, <laughs> Just Drop Down They see my condition See what condition Kenny Rogers condition. She's, she's our turn on the air now <laughs> Just Drop Down They get my conditioner Does <laughs> 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 anybody ever condition Our armpit here now Nice shampoo, man. <laughs> you I condition can, as well. I, I, I condition my beard. I, I like. I, I no. Well, I just kind of shampoo everywhere. Fuck condition. Like, what's I even do? I'm a hairy, hairy man. I know you don't even use like body wash. You just shampoo. Your no, I don't use body wash. I just shampoo my chest and shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Do you ever condition your ball bag? He kind of like. Can that be the title? A well conditioned ball bag. <laughs> 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 what the fuck are we talking about? Fuck, I know. Start laughing, Grace and Frankie. We're still on one of my watch this week. Like, right. Grace and Wallace. Right. Grace <laughs> and Wallace. I heard. Who was your favorite character from Will and Grace? Just check. Would you have supported the spin-off show, Karen and Jack? Aye. Karen is, uh, the actress that plays Karen is... Megan Mullally. Uh, she's Nick married Offerman's to wife. Nick Offerman. Thank you for finishing that off with us. <laughs> <laughs> married to who? At Nick Offerman. Say Ron, Ron Swanson. <laughs> from Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I love how Megan Mullally though has just made a career of playing the same character. I mean, like there's certain people who do it, but she has like it's we just like, like Nick Offerman. Yeah, but like Nick Offerman, I like Tobey Maguire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but like Adam Driver, no. Nah. Yeah, you, you ever, you ever <laughs> hear? Very hairy, but uh, can you just do your best Tobey Maguire impression? <laughs> I can do that. Bears <laughs> are twenty mil. Uh. <laughs> you ever hear Nick Offerman talk about Megan Mullally? Like he proper loves her. Like like fucking idiots his wife. Like. I know, no, but. <laughs> But he probably properly like talks about her like in like a really sweet way and oh. genuinely says like she's the funniest woman I've ever met and <laughs> don't know if the mic picked that up but Sh- Shan what's his name calling him Shan Scruff, Scruff got better looking at shouted uh, I immediately forgot what he shouted <laughs> and catch that one did you I know I did <laughs> I just chose to ignore it <laughs> I'm dealing with it. <laughs>
Okay, we shall go into Facebook things. <laughs> <laughs> we got a message on Facebook from a dedicated listener, Harry Campion. Our champion. Our champion, Harry Campion. That works. Harry, who happened to champ. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In the podcast, fuck up to me. Harry Campion wrote, Hey guys, Colm was talking about alcohol in the Back to the Future trilogy. 1955, Lorraine and Marty share a drink from a hip flask before prom in the car. And in BTTF2... Oh, I got shorter. <laughs> Future Lorraine is always drinking, but if you were forced to ride Biff for the rest of your life, it's understandable having to be blocked for it. She is not a bad character, or maybe she is, question mark. <laughs> also got a motherfucking distinction on Otar Theory at college that was massively because of you guys talking through it. Mm, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm being very keen there, Harry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> She's in... She's in Derry in a bit, and she's got some crazy D-bombs for us. Yep. Danger bottles. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Well, first and foremost, big love to my favorite Hi. podcast. Thank ah. you, Harry. Thanks very much, Harry. Well, Harry, That's thank nice. you very much for listening, and congratulations on the old distinction. I guarantee it was more down to your own hard work than us talking shit in a fucking time. I'm, I'm pretty mates. sure we single-handedly made her get it. In all fairness, <laughs> now, that, now that Mikey said that, Harry, I think we, we pretty much dragged you all in. Like, you know I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe if you want to give us the certificate or whatever you got, uh, you know, like that. Nice. Sorry, I got enough qual- I have enough qualifications already. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> take it. The class of last talk where movies had a distinction. <laughs> I just get it like framed and stuff, hang it in the background. Yeah. I just made out the fucking pocket. <laughs> it sounds like you could hang it somewhere, but you really can't. Like, <laughs> We we have poles. Got <laughs> a string this week. Ah uh, yeah. So Heron, what do you what do you think about what she's saying um, about uh, back not, to the future? It's I suppose it is, and, and keep me what I was saying before that um, the, the values of the film are kind of these wholesome sort of values, and alcohol is constantly used throughout Back to the Future, you know, as a bad thing or a catalyst toward a bad thing, and. You know, you notice like the bad characters, like Buff, always drinks. Uh, the one time that the good characters do drink uh, is like, you know, Doc going fucking mad or whatever, you know, in the third one. And then that scene that Tari was talking about there now was, you know, one, it's of its time, you know, and, and it's kind of thing, drink, drinking whiskey to have a flask and stuff, but it's also, I suppose, 
I, I love mean, when they put a bottle of whiskey up on the table and they, they're going to pour it like all the smoke comes out. <laughs> That's brilliant, lad. <laughs> what about Pepsi? Pepsi? Because it's a really about Pepsi product placement. Ah, uh, because in the first one, I think it's Coke. Is it? Is it the old... Uh, no, that's, that's definitely Pepsi. That's, that's yeah, when he remember says all the Pepsi one, free. Yeah. Give me a Coke, bang, and then the second no, one, he goes Pepsi. Pepsi. And no, the second one, he's like, oh, I want a Pepsi, and then it slides up. No, but the first one, he asked for a Pepsi free, and then yeah. he's like, if you want a Pepsi, you'll be paying for it. Oh, okay. No, I thought it was Coke. I just assumed it was Coke. But anyway. no, I'm yeah, pretty sure it's Pepsi. No, no, I, I, I knew the second one far better than the first one. Just yeah. Because I prefer it. But well, I, so what about in the first one when they're drinking from the hip class and all, and then like she tries to hop on the good foot and do the bad thing with her son? So he's in that place with her son, like. <laughs> but, uh, I. You would like she was stunning like you know. Ah, uh, she was. She was a bit. She was. Oh, she was gorgeous. I, <laughs> I really wish they made like a grandfather paradox and Back to the Future. <laughs> 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 bang, bang, yeah, they did bang, that in Futurama, then didn't they? I have said for years. I think I spot on my missus. Just saying. I uh. like continue. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't so it's grand. Like, so. <laughs> but I suppose it's that thing. I miss that, a fucking you know. dog. This was he's he's fine now. <laughs> He's found out that his ma, you know, when she was younger, was a yeah, not not promiscuous, but she was, you know what I mean. She was kind of normal, uh, normal. Mm. She was just up for her anal, but uh, <laughs> but it was like finding that out, and it's going to be happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just like, what the fuck is going just, on? Just, just, just for the listener, you have to actually see calm. <laughs> Lean in. <laughs> You're the best. I guess it sounded like those fucking lot of ones from the nineties. It, it could, could be, be you. <laughs> could be you, be your man. <laughs> I'm trying to think about about, about the drink. I mean, I, I, I so, does he drink it all? Uh, he has a sip of that, but I think I suppose I suppose it's very old kind of ideas about take a drink. To make yourself, you know, the egg yourself only do something you don't practically want to do. Dutch courage, yeah. I and it's kind of it's the fifties. It is the fifties when they're bad. It's fifty five, yeah. and I suppose that that's all the time when they were using it in that way. But you know, I've tried to recreate that hangover just a couple of times. Aye, uh, where they like they pipe it in the dock to wake him up. Aye, it's just like oh, this will wake up any man. And Doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you know what I was saying before as well? Um, about the values of because I, I think I'm right about that about you know that's deliberate. But I, mean, I agree with the values thing definitely. But I, I mean I think I will even like that, that scene doesn't particularly apply. It, it applies to to it in a way, but it's more just a kind of a, a revealing thing that Jesus me managed to smoke, me managed to drink. You know when she was young. Oh, well, maybe that's a thing of maybe like. That leads the, on to what she's saying about the later on. What are you saying? I, I, because maybe that, that's the first one. But then the two and three were kind of done like more. They weren't actually back to back, were they? But they, they were, were shot back to back. Oh, yeah. were they? I. Yeah. So, um, I so maybe that's they had a more of a kind of overarching thing with those I, two films. Because in the second one, like as Harry brought up. That Lorraine's constantly drinking in the future, but that's because she's been corrupted by Biff then, and she came. Well, see, it was it was in the second one. No, the, but the she she one. already was. That that was an underlying problem. It just was manifest when she was with Biff. I do definitely think though that alcohol alcohol is definitely tied on throughout the films. They like almost like a lower in the morals or like a, almost exactly, like a seediness yeah. because I think that. Well, it's just badness as well. Yeah, badness in general. I, but I, I, I suppose actually, I'm not saying exactly. That's what makes that scene. So good is that there's all, oh, we're, you know, a bit of badness. 
Yeah. Know, that's that's the thing of, you know, showing that Irish is a 17-year-old. She's yeah. like, oh, we're like, oh, we're doing sounds about wrong here. See, I want a wee drink. If you you know, wanna, if you w- that's it. That's exactly it. But if you want to contrast that's that then, there. yeah, if you want to contrast that then too, which is, I think, one of the, it's still a scene that kind of makes me a bit sad because it, Back to the Future is like, obviously it's a family film and it's quite upbeat and stuff like that, but one of the scenes in it where it's actually I wouldn't say unsettling but it just doesn't really fit but it, it, it hits you even, hard for, or even harder for that is the scene where you first see Lorraine when they go into the future when she's in like fucking Buff's tower block and mm. she's steaming and she's like had like the breast implants and stuff like oh, that yeah. and because she's drunk and she's not herself anymore you want to make me get these things <laughs> <laughs> if you want them you but because, because she's not herself and she's sort of slurring <laughs> and stuff like that it's like Jesus she just seems like a like a ruined woman Aye, like why didn't they get Tony Collette on for her like I'm not sure about that that's a cool my buff does he turns you into a fucking wanker but uh, no, no but it's right though I mean alcohol is, is used throughout it you know and it seems I mean not to say it overtly, but it seems to fuel evil in that film, mm. you know what I mean? Or it's just, you know, like, Buff always has a fucking drink, like, or he's yeah. cor- he's corrupting the fucking punch, or he's doing, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? He literally Phil- is. Fulham has given, um, Fulham has given three bits of ice and a nice cut glass and a wee bit of whiskey a really bad name because anytime <laughs> someone ever like pours a glass of whiskey it's always in a lawyer's office or some shit like that right? you said and you was justified that is incorrect <laughs> <laughs> because there used to be a thing on Uprox this uh, website that I check out they, they were huge Justified fans and they says that anytime you watch an episode of Justified and you see a detail shot of a glass with some whiskey getting poured on it take a drink there's literally about four or five an episode <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, even watching Carlito's Way at your film night the other day, yeah. you know, when... That was last well, week, I had him this week. It's uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> working, motherfucker. No, fairness, we couldn't have... I've fight. seen could... Raising Arizona too many yeah. times. Couldn't have fallen down this week, Ryan. <laughs> you should have turned around and be like, uh, uh, I was curing cancer, Sean, were you watching Carlito's Way? <laughs> 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 hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I was solving the enigma, my brain, you're sitting at all, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Name pizza, watch now, but you know, I did on, yeah. So, hey, <laughs> hey, but who's happier? You know what I mean? <laughs> who's the winner? <laughs> White man's burden, fuck a lab, White man's burden, Lloyd. <laughs> anyway, who was making a good point? There? Cocaine and whiskey seem to be like you know. If someone's about to do some fucking shitty stuff, mm. they're either swirling a glass of whiskey in their hand in this fucking really odd way, and then they take a drink. <laughs> and See, they do like you really cocaine. fucking, they really fucking swirl the ice up. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, like I, I do, I do like whiskey, and like scotch, like so why? Like, but like, do I you write enough calm? Despicable <laughs> things afterwards. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been, I've been, I've been you, the, I glass. In our yeah. ten or eleven years of friendship, never called on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Heron, you are, but you are we, also we had whiskey like, last night. We, 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 had, whiskey last night. we, we <laughs> had whiskey last night. We had whiskey last night. We ice, and at not not one point in the night that we like swirl the glasses and plop. Uh, well, it's because you're not fucking evil geniuses. That's why. <laughs> geniuses, maybe, but uh. <laughs> well, scroll five. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 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 what, that's what I let you think, right? <laughs> but these are all I call him that. I, I can see Scott. I, I, I can see <laughs> Scott. Like, that's what I let you think. <laughs> 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 I'm all. I'm all. I have no fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm trimming my tumor. Sure <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's orchestrating this, it's Mikey. Look. 
Yeah, uh, he's a plotter. I haven't said a word. A silent killer. Mm. Like white bread, just. That's <laughs> 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 fucking hilarious. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap up for Harry's point. Um, I good point, Harry. Very good point. Thanks very much for it. You, you, you deserve that distinction. Also, Is what there anything w- higher than a distinction? No, a merit? So. No, a merit. Uh, a distinction from less talk more movies, maybe? Yeah, yeah. that's it. The w- fucking w- rubber nose nut. She got a distinction. That's phenomenal. Oh, I'm to, saying that's the best thing. Aye. Yeah, it is, Hey, Is it, though? Hey. Oh, have <laughs> Aizen. Lethal. Harry, <laughs> well done. Well, Harry, we distinct you. Yes. Yeah. We also, distinctly distinct <laughs> what I'm wondering. Distinctly distinct you. And Harry, when you listen to this, if you could please write on and tell us, did you use us in your bibliography in any way? As a wee reference point. Because I'm so episode fucking twenty five. Let's talk more. Did you write it as these three drum cons? These three drum cons. Let's talk more. No, 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 no. The bog side al. Very massive. But no, all joking aside, Harry, massively well done. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. And hopefully when you're back in Derry in October, you can maybe get on the podcast. Uh, Hi, land up for a fucking chat at. 100%. You can bring him danger balls too, yes. You can bring out <laughs> certificate as well. <laughs> I do amend it. Yeah. <laughs> Score right, Harry can't be in the stock market. Like felt up marker just. Okay, let's move on to... Topics. Shan Coyle has the topic. Aye, it was actually just something that me and Mickey were talking about uh, out the back before you boys landed because you're fucking lit. But uh, <laughs> what it was... Only an hour and a half. Only an hour and a half. I only you could do half. a podcast in that thing. Could I? Me and Mickey could have just got the fucking microphone at the back. There's some Bruce Wallace o'clock back. I, was <laughs> <laughs> I fucking don't care anymore. <laughs> But here, uh, hang, hang on, like a bad just. Just very basically, me and Mickey were talking about the fact that somebody said to me recently, because obviously you know that fucking we're on the films and we watch a lot of films and stuff like that. I said, why, if you know what a bad film is going to be, do you watch bad films? You know, why do you not just watch classics Education. or whatever else? I, I mean, I, but you've all, you've near enough answered it already. But that's right, that's that topic, though. <laughs> right, let's wrap it up there, but, folks. <laughs> people. A few people have said, like, oh, you know, why do you watch bad films? Because, obviously, if you can kind of differentiate what's going to be good or what's going to be bad, then you would just watch classics and not have to sit through a lot of shit and all that. And like Heron's just said, I personally think, and Mickey personally thinks, and obviously Heron personally thinks, that the reason you watch bad films is for education. Because I think that if you're only watching great films all the time, you then start to get, I don't know, sort of desensitized under the quality and you can't really differentiate what is good and what's bad anymore because I think that if somebody went to watch a bad film after watching only classics they would be astounded at you know some of the mistakes or some mm-hmm. of the things that are going on or how yeah. the narrative works out so what are you going to throw a ringer in every so often in the film night no no we'll not do that because <laughs> we, we, no, no, we, no, we, we, we like we like having people come about but I, f- I think <laughs> but I think too that another thing about watching bad films not only is it an education and it shows you what's good and what's bad but Sometimes, I'm not saying an every bad film, but there's a lot of bad films that aren't 100% bad. There can be good elements in there. There can be. Are we you know, back to Adam Driver already? <laughs> but there can be things in there that you really like. And maybe coming from where I'm looking at, because I want to make films and because obviously Heron and Mickey has made films as well, that 
you might see something in a bad film that you like but then you understand why it didn't work out like oh they done that right but then they done that poorly or they set that up poorly so it kind of informs your own sort of cinematic voice too you know what I mean definitely I mean I, th- I think what bad films sometimes not not bad films but f- films that you plus was just thought could have been better yeah less than good films Aye. less than good eh? can you give an example and, there I mean well there's a lot of bad films see, <laughs> the, 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 the problem with it is it's, it's all subjective it's all taste but when you're trying to pick a film I mean it's obviously harder to pick a book theory because it's like right they have, like there's like the Penguin Classics or something they read 1984 <laughs> or fucking Steppenwolf or they find, try and find a new novel who I think is just going to be this new yep. fu- and it's very hard to this was call that so it's easier to film because it's just two hours whereas a book you have to fucking dedicate a week yeah. to it or something you know what I mean but it's the same idea like I find it uh, really annoying me books but it's way easier to walk out in the book than yeah. the full sorry way <laughs> easier to walk out in the full Mickey, but, uh, hey, <laughs> Mickey made a very good point earlier on too in regards to watching bad films is when we were shouted the back. Uh, and you basically said that in watching bad films, not only does it inform your cinematic voice, but it kind of informs what you know you like and what you don't like. Yep. Because there might be certain stuff in a bad film, like I've already said, that you love. But I mean, yeah. obviously there's not enough of it. And then, you know, most of it you despise. But then even that wee certain element in that bad film, you'll look for maybe another film. And fair enough, most of the times you want to watch a film due to the promotional material or maybe who's involved. But you might think, oh, I want to see it because I've seen him in this bad thing, but he was pretty good at it. Or I want to see her because there was a wee thing that she done. You know what I mean? Not saying it's a bad film, but we were talking about this last week and you like it and they fucking tore me apart on this podcast. <laughs> what is it? Premium Rush. I fucking love Premium oh, That's right. a shit film. Right. You're yeah, a shit yeah. film. Hey, but at least I, I know hey, it. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, enough of the lay because I've never seen it, so I didn't give you shit. I give Michael you shit. Michael Because it. <laughs> it's a bad film. I love Jogo Levitt. Hi. Bad film. It's a good film. It's like, a bad you, film. You like a new hope, and that is fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> don't start but saying the, stuff. There's, there's, <laughs> can't just take back. Just to hurt me. Don't say yeah. just to hurt me. Don't hurt me, Colin. Don't hurt me. You just say just to hurt me. It's not a point. Wait, why did you like Premium Rush? I like I like that film right for a couple. Well, of reasons, right? One, one, one of them were cyclists. Do you like we like? Right, one of them cyclists. Is, I like, see. I, I can't ride a bike. I just so like. Bad. I just like. Just jealousy. I like Michael Shannon. Aye. Aye, no, Michael Shannon isn't bad in the film. The thing about that film, no, but why, why, is, why is any of the stuff that's happening in that film happening? It's never explained why they want to get whatever Jogo Levitt has, or the what is it, a kid or something? Why the fuck is the brief? Why the fuck are they going to get this briefcase in fucking Pulp Fiction? You didn't find out what it is. Like, Aye. It's just a, th- a thing that drives the story. Like. I'm a guffin. Maltese Falcon. Uh, a Maltese McGuff. Well, that's essentially what it is. It's a MacGuffin. No yeah. Should Aye. we explain what a MacGuffin is for the listener? M- Mickey's our MacGuffin because he makes a podcast happen next week. <laughs> <laughs> But well, our nannies are relevant. <laughs> I'm an all-powerful, just... Oh, fine, I can't talk. <laughs> uh, just to explain for the listener as well, a MacGuffin is a... Usually... Coke a, dealer. Yeah, yeah, Coke dealer. A MacGuffin is usually... Uh, <laughs> Some form of like product or some basically that drives a plot forward, but yeah. at the end of the plot is essentially irrelevant. Like I, the, it normally like has some kind of power. The Almanac and Back to the Future 2, or the like briefcase and, like brief and Pulp Fiction, or like Scruff said, the, the Maltese Falcon and the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's basically everybody wants it, but it doesn't really, it's never really explained. It doesn't really matter to the plot. It's kind of like Rage of Everybody wants it. 
written in the script was like insert like important thing here and then by the other like yeah it doesn't I, matter it can be anything I mean, uh, it's like uh, the like the orb in Guardians of the Galaxy it's like product placement but no it, but that's like, playing off like that's gonna uh, that's gonna pay off later yeah but even at that I no mean, but at, it's still a MacGuffin yeah it is a MacGuffin, uh, a MacGuffin and I think like I think the, 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 in that universe but, yeah in, in the universe no, in oh the yeah universe, it's an it infinity might... stone but it's still a MacGuffin in that film yeah oh no yeah sorry. and like Mickey was saying too let me get it in the next one it's it's someone quite interesting like he said I think that you will I know we're going off topic, but I think you'll usually spot MacGuffins a lot more in sort of blockbusters, especially yeah. like Marvel stuff Aye. and all that there, because they they need some to drive the plot. Aye, like and the then Michael Bay, his yeah. stories are driven, all his stories are driven. All by MacGuffins. Like, Aye, and like then, the cube in the first Transformers. Like the fucking... The, 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 the fucking wee fucking grape things in the fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the missiles. Aye, the missiles. They were the biological weapons. Aye, I know, biological. but he's he's taking out the the navigation chip oh, or whatever. Aye, you know, I mean, it, that's Michael Bay's films bolt on MacGuffins. Sorry, so, no, is that's we... not a MacGuffin. That, that's real. There was a point there. I know, but they're going to get these to stop them. That's the only reason they're doing the whole thing. It's based around this. All the enough as well, just to kind of go full circle, because MacGuffins has come into the conversation and the original topic was, you know, why you bad should watch films. bad films, yeah. is that you would usually, and this isn't always true, but you would usually attach the trope of MacGuffin to someone that maybe <coughs> isn't of great quality or someone that hasn't been that well thought out. Not always the case, but do you not think that, in a way too, bad films... For me, anyway, I think bad films taught me more about the structure of film, mm-hmm. more than, you know, classics. And the reason I say it is because usually, not all the time again, I mean, I'm making sweeping generalizations, but usually if you watch a classic or if you watch an amazing film, it may tick a standard formula and it might kind of, it makes it malleable, it might do a different thing with it, it might do a different thing with a character, whereas... With bad films, they're usually more formulaic, and I think as a filmmaker, uh, it can teach you more about how a film's structured. Go on, take a wee second. To, like, what would you consider a bad film? There's just yeah, so no, many. like I don't want like abstract. Like, what makes a well, bad film? Here, like, what would you? What's your things? Just think about it. Like, calm talk. <laughs> uh, no, but it's something you talked about last week. I mean, it's, you know, I actually don't like the the phrase bad film because it's a film that just didn't satisfy you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's a thing we talked about. Uh, I agree with that, but I think it's just, it's just easier to say bad film. Say you know what I mean? But, um, it's a thing we talked about where I personally think the, the better a film works, the more it's taken for granted. When you start to see a film work, we talked about this last week. Uh, you know, it's personally, when, when, like, it's things like Road to British, and I personally think it's a, it's a great film. It's, well, not, it's an okay film. It's pretty good. But I think it's beautifully shot. I think it's distractingly so, and I find that actually you stop focusing on the characters and you start looking at the film, and then there's that big fucking voiceover. It's just like, oh, fuck. I read. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of a voiceover, but the Chell's voiceover that is poor. That at the end when he's all, but he was my father. It's like it's just so. Know, the, we know it's about he, the he, fucking he, father he, some relationship. Up, he's walking up, us hanging there. All right, we have to fill thirty seconds of space here. He's all, and every time they ask about whatever the fuck Tom Hanks' name is. John Connor. Not that John Connor, sorry, Michael Rooney. <laughs> John Connor. Fuck the John Connor. They both sound Irish. We'll just say John Connor for a laugh. He's just all, and every time they ask about, he walks up, we bit more up by field, John Connor. And he's just all, uh, I'll tell him the same thing, we bit more up by field. He 
up atop a field was my father. You're just like, he was my terminator. That voiceover was probably delivered <laughs> in 10 seconds, but they're all going to fill this back oh, here. And, you're just don't, like, don't, and then the lightning fo- started, and then he just transported. He woke up in then 1985 fucking, naked. Arnie cleaned them in. The only film I ever like really wanted to walk out in was, um, I can't even remember the name of it. Owen Wilson was in it. Robert De Niro was in it. Uh, it was made by the guy that writes The Simpsons. The fuckers! <laughs> oh no! It, oh, it was a terrible film. Oh, Wilson fucking tried to kill himself after it was put out. Oh fuck! I can't. I, I know he did, but I can't remember what film that what, was. What was, was that? No, Robert, did you say Robert De Niro was? Yeah, it? Robert De Niro's in it. The uh, only film that I can think of with them two is Meet the Fuckers. Because right, because oh, no, Drill Bit Tater was before yeah. he tried to kill himself. Yeah, Drill Bit Tater. No, it was it was like Love and Other Things or some shit. Love like and it. Other Drugs. That's a different. No, it wasn't yeah. that. <laughs> it's. Truly, it was truly. All, it was the only film. What there is, is this? Is it not that it's not from the creator of The Simpsons and Robert Downey Jr. But it's the creator of Mad Men. Is it? Uh, are you here? With also uh, Zach Galifianakis is on it too. No, that was more recent. That no, what was only about it was about three years ago. No, no this, this was this was a long a time ago. Well ago. Yeah, yeah. About seven years ago. What did you think about that? You asked me a question a month ago about what I think makes a bad film. I'm not going to say. No, it. I didn't ask you. I says, <laughs> "What was your list of bad films?" I says, "Do not tell me what makes a bad film." All right. Well, uh, I'm still going to go ahead and do <laughs> that anyway. They hurt. Exactly what he's done there is he's taken what he wanted to hear out of the sentence. How, How do, do you, you know? How do you know that's what it is? Robert De Niro is not in the film. What? Who's in it? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Jack, sorry. Jack Nicholson. Apologies. Is that a bad film? It's James L. Brooks. Fucking yeah. awful. Reese Witherspoon, Paul Rudd. It's Road. the only film like it's the only film I've ever like looked Catherine at the cast. It's the only film I've ever looked at the cast, right? Went, right. That cast looks really good. There's fuck all off the cinema. I'll go and watch that. And like it was the only film I've ever went. I really, really, really want to leave. It's a really lazy film. I really want to leave really the lazy. cinema. I've 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 circled that a few times on Netflix. Think uh, nearly put it on, but I never. What's it's it. what's it's uh what's it's rating on IMDb? But uh, um, what's it's rotten tomatoes? Like, sorry, yeah. Sorry, can we also just just as one thing because I we're discussing. Sorry, that's the, that's the worst film that I know. Because <laughs> we're discussing. Fuck me, man. That's uh, you're you're quite privileged then. <laughs> but because we're talking about bad films, and I think that it's very very easy to say all oh, that shit. You know, especially as fucking a couple of people sitting in a tent and just being like, that shit, that shit. I think that we should maybe give the one thing for us that doesn't necessarily make a film bad or unsatisfactory, but someone that really gripes you about a film that just hasn't lived up to expectation. No, not not, not, not an actual film, but someone in in the film making an aesthetic that really gripes you. (laughs) (laughs) So, name one. Jay Courtney. Seriously, watch that shit, right? And you you will hate every minute of it. I won't do I may give it a um, go. One, one thing that is a, a really good just, scene. Just part of basically the film making structure, part of the aesthetic that you don't like. W- w- one line. No, 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 no. Well, stock lines. James Aye. Cameron's Aye. really guilty of it. Like, there is, well, James Cameron like, has got... I didn't got... sign up for this shit. How many times you fucking heard that? Do, do you know the one... Uh, you know, some... I'm going to get a list, right? I'll put this up this week. But in the last 15 years, the amount of times I've heard the line... There's a storm coming. It's <laughs> fucking unbelievable. There's somebody has actually done a collection on YouTube of the amount of times that this stock line is used. We got company. That is used so much. And yeah. it's like, 
I don't like that either because I mean, let's be honest with you. Okay, we got company. It says what you're trying to say, but there's about fucking forty other ways you can write that, and that's just lazy fucking writing. Like you know what I mean? I and as well, James Cameron has a fucking absolute ton of ear for dialogue. I don't. He just, he just finds shit. it on a tiny. Mine. Shit. This, I, think, I think that was when I realised. Oh, you know what? Avatar's fucking shite. <laughs> but he shit. didn't sign up for this shit. What else is he supposed to say? Do you like Avatar? I didn't register for this. Well, you can fuck <laughs> off, I know. But I'm not. I didn't register <laughs> for to... this poo. I didn't um, register for Netflix. This is free, have this. Because uh, we're sponsored like, by that. Do you like Avatar? It's alright. Then shit. But, I'll uh, watch it. If, I'll watch the shit out of it. Did you a, say that in Avatar? Much, what, Michelle I'll watch Rodriguez it? Says it. <laughs> I, was, I, I didn't sign up for this shit. I'm Michelle oh, that's Rodriguez. what he says. She's like on a fucking thing. So I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this shit or whatever it is. And I'm just like... Stephen Lang's good in Avatar. <sighs> you know, but, you know, it's that moment when you just realise, just go, all right, this is a big blockbuster. This is whatever. Yeah. This, is, this is Dances with Smurfs. You know what I mean? It's just all... <clears throat> all right. Happy days, Pocahontas. You can fuck off, you like bleak cunt. You know what's really funny, though, at the end of Avatar, when... Uh, what do you call her? The main Navi girl. What do you call her? Butler. The fact that you can't remember. Like, I don't even Is it Zoe Solanda or is she in it? Zoe Sultana, yeah. Sultana, yeah. Zoe, Aye, she, Zoe, Zoe Sultana. <laughs> she, she's the main Navi girl that's had more than 10 falls in love with. But at the end, when she's trying to rescue his actual human body rather than his Navi body, and you kind of forget is that. Navi, but that's what they're called? Aye, Navi. That's All what right, they're called. I said Navi, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. But, uh,. You forget that the navvies are actually like way taller than humans, and then she's like pulls him out of the the thing he's in, like put like a oxygen mask on him, and she's like fucking massive, and he's this like Aye. tiny baby in her arms, basically. Aye. They're like fucking nine footer gem cons, aren't they? Aye, because when <laughs> when Stephen when Stephen Lang gets an arrow through him as well, it's a massive fucking arrow. It's the biggest Aye. arrow we've ever seen. The big fellas, the big fellas. I like, I like, I like <laughs> proper scaling. The big fellas. But Wait, what the fuck are you mining? Unobtainium? Unobtainium, yeah. Bullshit. Is that the thing that annoys you? Unobtainium? What the fuck? I said that. Yeah, but unobtainium's like another one as well. That's an actual thing though, isn't it? No. no. <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, there, there, there was a rumour like that was an actual like element. Sorry, yet again, I was in a bog. Was your scaling films? Is that your fucking... <laughs> is that the thing you just like? Or did we just go off one? No, I just... I just was imagine Sam Worthington human body having sex with Zoe Saldana Navi body. You <laughs> creep. He'd clamp her Gar- like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm picturing it. Uh, Every one of those moments. I'll be picturing like, it later tonight. Uh, is it on? He's like, I fucking hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on. <laughs> he, he, he might as well just stick one of his legs up there. Like, I mean. uh, but they're, uh, but, you know, he, yeah. they're flaccid. Oh, they are? Hey, well, he's... He's in, like a, he's in a wheelchair. I like Alan Rickman and fucking. That doesn't matter. Oh, Stephen no. Hawking could get it up. It's like that fucking. No, but his leg, I'm on about. He couldn't get his leg hard. It's like an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt line. It's so big, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> no, but they're not when he turns on the uh, fucking. He turns on the one I'm Smurf. Hey, but I'm on. A, I'm on about when he's human having sex with a navvy. All right. <laughs> Get it right. You think Charles will get? Just ram a Do you think Charles Xavier there? gets it? <laughs> what? Do you think Charles Xavier gets it? Come, Why? please, into my room. They just never remember. <laughs> after. My head. Oh, that's right. my head. Oh, that's my head. Can't ram it up. 
a wee like a hat. He just wraps <laughs> up a wraps up a tanfoil around the fucking bell and the magneto does a strike just uh, uh. <laughs> 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 up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charles <laughs> I'm Charles, you dirty can <laughs> I can't see Fastbender yes. doing that. Magic. <laughs> fucking, some might have time for Fastbender. <laughs> <laughs> big Massbender himself. Big fucking, big fucking towel, really. Uh, big fucking Pringles can just. Uh, but, uh, aye, anyway, going on the fucking thing that annoys me about films <laughs> are things that I think Mickey per film is pacing. Really, really, really fucks me off because I, I, I hit every fucking scene when people are walking. Like, I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't so anything Aaron Sorkin's ever done, you hit. <laughs> I fucking hit. It's be far better if you're sitting down. But just explain what I mean. He had no business with. Oh fuck! Wait, color kitty. He's like the slowest walker. I don't know. It's just Jesus. Does he do it? You know what I mean? Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Dawson's Creek. Just what was her character name? James Vanderbeek. Just to explain what I mean about pacing as well, just to kind of get back on track too, is a friend of mine, Dan, who's been on this podcast a couple of times, he actually said to me about a month ago, he was all, it's kind of mad, but I, no matter how good the film is, sort of start to lose interest for about five or ten minutes in the middle of the film. And he says that if the film is very good and it picks up again you know it'll re-engage me but then if the film isn't that great i'll probably just pretty much stop watching and look at my phone or whatever or fucking jangle my keys for the last 40 minutes 50 minutes etc etc do you know what that is do you know what that is that is being able to switch between tabs what right? being able to switch between tabs but no oddly online. enough all enough right. I d- you don't do that you no, don't but do see, that in the cinema but all enough i did ask him as well Hi. is this just since you know smartphone because you've got all our technology here, blah blah and he says no ever since I was fucking you know, 14, 15 I've always just kind of lost interest halfway through he even says that some of his he favourite films he just goes films, and has a fucking chop <laughs> <laughs> but he even says like even halfway through some of his favourite films fucking toss a salad. No, I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's Dan personally but I can kind of see where it's come from I mean there's some of my favourite films that I'll watch and halfway through is it just mm. general attention span no, I, 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 I do that I do that when I'm watching films on my device right yeah. and when it, when it ruins it's all all I will flick between it aye. aye and I'll do whatever right but I'm in the cinema I'll sit down in the cinema and go like right this is this is I paid for this I'm going to sit and fucking yeah. watch this like, aye well if you were sat in the cinema and about halfway through the phone breaking out your phone and doing something else you would be a cunt yeah <laughs> so, hang on so, I did, ju- I did this is, during, I did I mean, during the 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 film night. So. What? I, I, I think nah, I do not. Adam McGinnis is guilty of that middle part. I think the middle of Adam McGinnis is... I think the whole Nolan trilogy was over long. I mean, like, I think they could have been chopped down anyway, you know what I mean? But it's what they're we, not bad films. That's not, not, that's not, not bad the films, point, really. No, they're not, not, not whatsoever, no. that it made me... Very satisfying. It's one of the things that made me realise that I didn't particularly like the first Keaton Batman. I'm not... It, it's it's, it's, it's alright. Everybody goes, oh, it's Jack Nicholson and it's Keaton. And I go, alright, they don't. But it's one of these films where... They didn't really know what they were doing, mm. and there was like the the script wasn't finished, and they were just sort of chanting it, shooting whatever, I see what works, shooting everything, and it's that, it's that scene where uh, Joker comes to Kim Bassinger's house, and uh, Keaton's there baiting around, and uh, fucking, it's just this really weird scene it's oh just when like, he gets crazy and uh, picks he's up just the... always like, do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. No, it's really funny, but it's like. 
the scene, it just feels like a stage play. They just go, uh, 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 get him out of Jack, get him out of him, get him yeah. out of You know, it's just like, it's just, the film to me is not the summary of its parts. It really isn't. There's, there's great moments in it, and it's the first proper Batman you've seen, and it's big and it's cool, but this, that's where I think the second one is really the accomplished Batman. Like, yeah. But the first one, it's just, it's very buddy. And I, and I don't particularly like it. I understand that because obviously they went down there without a plan. It's not a bad film, but that's what I'm saying. Definitely not. It's all but subjective, but I don't particularly like the first one. I film. think there's there's films that are very, very planned out. And I've, I, I'm i not sure if I've said in this podcast before, but I genuinely think, and the reason that I say the pissing is my thing, is I think that a great majority of films are too long. Even great films. I, I do think that sometimes it lingers too much on our fucking scenes that really don't matter to the narrative but they've got them on there because they're in a script and they thought you know what that kind of works so we'll just leave it on there or <laughs> even just certain fucking sequences run off too long now all enough and the only reason that I kind of discovered that pacing is probably my main gripe and what kind of takes away a, the quality of a film for me is I've realised over the course of doing this podcast or talking about films that the one main thing I usually say is oh, you know, I thought that could have been chopped down by about 10 or 15 months, mm. but I personally do think that a lot of films, some of which are already amazing, some of which could maybe benefit from it, mm. could at least take 10 or 15, maybe 20 minutes off it. The, See, the, the, problem, the problem with pacing at the minute is that there's very little original source material, and mm. a lot of stuff is just taken from books. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the people that read the books want that fucking... That yeah, meander yeah exactly. they want that like, on there, yeah. Because that's what they read in the book, yeah. and like, you know, it's not necessarily like. Them, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I brought this up earlier on, but like the Martian cut Martian. shit loads from the book mm. that from I found Ireland. as a reader really fucking good. Like you know, <laughs> oh, sorry. But uh, <laughs> I like you have to cut that away for a film. Yeah. But there was loads that was left out of the book that I was like, oh man, I really wanted to see that in film. And see, I, I totally which, agree. Which, 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 in any like, as. A completely independent thing itself. You go right. That has yeah. good pacing. Yeah. But and I totally agree. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that every film should be shorter because I mean, like some of my favorite films, like uh, *Spirit of the Beehive*, *The Thin Red Line*, *There Will Be Blood*. They're all approaching the three-hour mark, and that they are all successes, and that's they get their pissing just right. Mm. Yes, it is longer, but the stuff they're musing on and focusing on yeah. is that engaging you know and that well-structured like, you know and exactly it, that yeah. well set up that you want to spend your time with it. But there's some films yeah. it's like that... Let's do it. Aye, yeah. There's some films that don't have that sort of structure, don't have that planning, that, like I say, are 20, 30 minutes too long. And I mean, it's something that we always say, like, oh, we 90 milliliter. Sometimes you can't bid a 90 milliliter. And maybe it is why I love John Carpenter so much. I know I've brought him up yet again. But... Yeah. It's the sort I actually it's just in in the in the vein of bad films, I have to bring up Escape from LA. Oh Jesus, we talked about it last yeah, week. We talked about it last horrendous. Week. It's fucking lethal. But like, as, 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 like I've said this earlier on, but I don't want to hear a critique of what makes a bad film. I want you to list off a few bad films. There, <laughs> okay. <laughs> My thing of what kind of ruins a film for me or whatever. I think it's just I'm gonna tell you one as well, dickhead. Right, you, you think you think of a couple of bad films. You think of a couple of bad films when he's fucking critiquing. I will. They are five. No, for for me and like Shan's joked about it before the podcast. Like I'm an, a sentimental bastard, and I just cried everything. But <laughs> big, big delicate flair. I'm a big delicate flair. 
But the the thing with me films, if if there's if there's nothing in a film of any kind of emotion or anything that I can't really connect with, that's what kind of makes a bad film for me. And a, th- a one that kind of stuck in my head when I was thinking about this is Trainwreck. Yeah. That I I I watched that film way after it came out and stuff, and I heard like good things about it. It was funny and all this here, but I really did not like that film. And for Judd Apatow, who, but uh, in his previous films have been has been criticized a bit for being a bit over sentimental, yeah, having too much heart on their eye. And that's that's something you always got from his films. And I've liked all his previous films because of that. It always has like a heart. It always has something you can connect with. And just this just was cold and yeah. numb and just really rancid. It was just it was just bad people doing it, bad things. It, yeah. That a lot, a few of my friends would rate that as his most sentimental film, mostly girls. Well, it doesn't mm, because there's true. absolutely no heart. It is like Amy Schumer's character. Oh, she's a train wreck. She has this class job and she has friends that she likes Aye. to go out and party with and she's sleeping with class friends she class can do whatever the fuck, fuck she wants that, people. That, that, yeah. that, that is that is taking that at a very face value that is her character is deeply unhappy with her life yeah but I, 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 I but I don't think I don't think they show that well enough and I think that basically they sort of crowbar that in the last fucking f- and there's oh. another film that's over long but uh, there's I mean, the third like, act is fucking mad shit but, but I think it's something that they crowbar in the last 15 or 20 minutes they make you kind of feel like some sort of funny with a guy like oh you know what no she's got her inner demons that's why she's such a cunt you know what I mean? But, 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 e- but even <laughs> but even even the ending where it's supposed to be the big her and Bill Hader are getting back together when oh, she's okay. dancing I, with the I, I fucking cheerleaders. My, I thought that was Michael Shannon. That well. is the worst thing in oh, the yeah, fucking yeah. world. That is no, that, awful, saying, and it's way too third, long. The, the third act is batshit crazy, and that's where it falls down. And you know what's so opinion. weird as well is that. The film is that cold and cynical and it's bad people doing bad things like you just said. And then the last five minutes are so ridiculously overly sentimental and so rom commy that it's almost like... But it's, it lo- it's so bad it looks like it's trying to be a parody, but it's not. It's playing it straight. You know what I mean? But it's... It just... It's... There's there's no... Like, I couldn't get any kind of connection. And when you have somebody as well that her boyfriend's Bill Hader, and I really like Bill Hader. I think he's really funny. I think he's a great actor. But it's just you get nothing from him either. Like yeah. He is—he's very limited in what he's doing in that film, yeah, and he, it's not down to him. It's just down to the script because uh, he comes across as—it's the first time that I've ever seen Bull Hader come off as like kind of sort of diffused or mellow. It seems like he's a fucking cardboard character, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the 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 two funniest people in that film is the non-actors, John Cena and what LeBron you, James. LeBron James. Oh, sorry, Tilda Swinton's fucking hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. All right then. But what does she do again? I can't she's, her, she's, so, she's her boss. She, she's such. Oh, she's yeah. in so much character. You didn't even fucking realize. It. <laughs> I, I, uh, I completely forgot she was even on. But yeah, it's just that film for me. It was just there was nothing to connect it, and it just felt cold. And I was very surprised that Judd Apatow did that. Like my theory behind it is like he just basically fell in love with Amy Schumer and her comedy, which is fair enough if he likes her comedy. That's grand. But I just think he awesome. was. <laughs> he, he he was just all just Amy, go you do your thing, you're hilarious kind of thing. Aye, and then he and found out after about five months she's not funny. Do you know that, <laughs> that, 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 that's that's one man's Fig. opinion. That's one man's opinion. I completely and utterly disagree with you. Do you know you uh, like Trainwreck? I really like Trainwreck. I and 
watch it. We fucking. <laughs> 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 no, well, this, 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 this is good. We're, we were talking about how like it's all subjective and like what a bad film. Precisely is, because oh, yeah. you know what it's somebody finds to be a bad film or maybe not a satisfactory film is probably a nicer way of putting it. What, Some people I, might. Fucking I went love. see. I went to see Trey oh, Rex. We three girls. Like, I went to see Trey three girls and we went to the bar after and they Can all. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Holy Mary! A fuck. Sorry. <laughs> their opinion their opinion of that film which then imprinted on my opinion of that film because Suck me uh, so chatting about like me sorry <laughs> I'm thinking that sorry no no we're going sorry I'm, t- I'm being a dick here I, start again start again I train race class no start again no actually no I actually start again I was, being, I was being real I was just dying they say suck me they say, work. Boy, they say I'm flattered suck me suck me he says just share light and I'm all like, hey, hey. like you be, be sitting in the call centre and all you hear is, oh, suck me, oh. Like, rattling What kind of call centre did you work at? <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was fine. Hey, anyway, Mickey Kelly. Hey, big shout out to you. Hey, big fucking Rogan, fight me. Hey, Rogan, fight me. Anyway, well, Shen, restart your point. Shen, if you don't ask, you don't get lucky. He's all dick me, lick me. Anyway, start your point again. Like me, Bell. We have different... Uh, experiences of that film obviously right so when I went to see that film I went to see it with uh, three women and in the bar afterwards they thought it was the funniest fucking film ever and I obviously I thought it was class too right? they would that's the joke yeah but like my opinion of that film is obviously different from yours because yeah. of the way we've seen it right I to be fair after I, I wa- thought it had a lot of heart, and I think it has more heart because the people that I see it with went, "Oh, I, I fucking get that. I like, I seen that. I, I've Aye. experienced that there, and that imprinted on me. Like, oh yeah, yeah okay, didn't happen to me, but them talking about it afterwards made it more relevant to myself. Right? I see. Yeah. Like, uh, and they, they 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 properly associated with it. I will see after I watched the film, I just had a really sad wink. <laughs> so, you well, know. there, there, there lies the difference. <laughs> I think that all, all joking aside, it is something that we have to reiterate. It is something we have to reiterate. It's, it's on the the comps before. Sorry, was it sad because it was Amy Schumer? Or was it sad for a different? <laughs> it was Joel Apatow. <laughs> But I no, know, I just whacked on the cheerleader scene hater. again and I was like, all right, let's do this. Honestly, hater, just, I hate myself. Just to sort of specify to you, unless someone have to reiterate, and it's all that Heron was saying, and that's... It's angry as well. Furious. Sorry. There's No, but there's there's a lot of people who would say, oh, that's a bad film or whatever else, but we're just saying that it, it is all subjective. It is all subjective. I mean, We do definitely have to get this point across. Like, that it is all subjective. If you watch, if you watch a comedy Aye. in the cinema, you will laugh your whole, even if it's shite, right? You'll laugh your whole better than know, you're sitting I'll, I'll in a laptop with your yeah. earphones in. That's yeah. my point. I don't own a laptop. Uh, see, I know I, I know I keep joking. <laughs> Are you still talking about wagon? I know I keep joking about Die Hard 5 and all. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking shite. Right? That is, I, I it's, think, it's my favourite Die I Hard film. Yeah, well, you can fucking... <laughs> you can go get fucking I've never seen stabbed it. for like here. <laughs> is that uh, the one he's proper bald? Uh, uh, he's full well, cu- he's, he he's, goes full cue ball on it, like... Ah well, uh, four is full. I four is a fucking cue ball too. Yeah, but uh, four either. Jay Courtney's a revelation though. Jay mm-hmm. Courtney's fucking shit as well. Who's his son? Jay Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> uh, 
it's like <laughs> I always thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. It's it's really no, annoying it's because you know it has has the Michael Kamen score from the others and stuff, but it's just it's not well directed and it's just it's it's over long, as the chairman was saying, and it, it it's a very particular person has a flair for making action films. Mm-hmm. I think the best action directors of the last lucky years is Tony Scott, John McTiernan, Michael Bay. I mean, whatever we want to say about Michael Bay, the man can fucking make action. Oh, big time. Yeah. You know Jimmy I mean? Cameron as well. He can make good action. Jimmy Cameron's a big like, fucking cunt. <laughs> but, uh, Come on, Terminator 2, one of the best action films ever. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens? Yeah. All right, then, he can do it like when he wants. And he, True Lies as well is he, fucking pretty I, good action. Jimmy yeah. Cameron's not making an Avatar fucking quadrilogy. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, really? I, I, I'm not taking it away from him. Like, I mean, the man, I mean even, even Titanic is a good action film. The second half, it's brilliant. Has James Cameron, Cameron ever, ever made a sequel to a film that he made? Terminator 2. What? He didn't make Terminator 2. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. No. did he? Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Terminator 1. No, oh, sorry, no, I'm getting mixed up. I was thinking Ridley Scott. That's fucking alien. Oh, sorry. He did. I Terminator 2. And now, obviously, Avatar's about to happen. But, uh, he's stalled on Titanic 2 right now. But <laughs> so, they are five shit, don't they? Sorry, he's waiting to need and so many fucking it's just it's just annoying to watch it's, it's just like the thing with me is a bad film where you just see how you, like not like if you were there and you could have done this but you're like it, it's like all the elements of this of what make this fucking trilogy or the fucking whatever it is now uh, this sequence of films all the elements are there that you've had in the previous films but they're just really badly put together do you know what I mean? Or they start referring to shite lines. Like, Don't refer to a shite line. That was probably an improvised line and now you're referring to it again. Yeah. Did, like, did, this is probably just myself, but um, what I really, what really takes me out of a film is a super imposing soundtrack. Um, uh, like... Hans Zimmer? Like, no, Hans, Hans Zimmer is like, super came, imposing. Came in, came in scores are fairly imposing, Aye. but they work with Lethal Weapon and the early diehards. They do, they just work, I think. One that that's supposed to be kind of yeah, it's, it's supposed to be interesting. It's supposed to sort of aid the action. Uh, one that I seen recently that is that's quite similar. And just to go on with what Scruff's saying is that an overly intrusive soundtrack uh, for me is I wouldn't say it's overly intrusive. It is obviously there like the diehards. They kind of aid on the action, and the suspense. But see if you watch it loud, like we don't the phone club a few weeks back. The fugitive's fucking soundtrack is really it's, it's, fucking it's, it's, brilliant. That, that, it's brilliant, but sometimes that, that, it's like it's so fucking glaring. That's one of my. Films. That's one of my. Uh, that's one of the ones that properly you're going like. I'm not even listening to the dialogue. Like. Mm. Yeah, it's so no, blown up. It's one of the last. But, but, but Hans, it Hans, used Hans, a proper orchestral, yeah. a good big romantic score, like a good director. Like um, Nolan with Hans Zimmer uses it interspersed with dialogue, Aye. so they'll do the big whatever Aye. the fuck, right? Whereas, like, you know, wow. Brian, Brian, Brian De Palma Aye. uses it to kind of he notes, notes the same way, like, like Brian De Palma, the way he scores it as well. That I think that's very it's, interesting. It's very, it's a romantic way of making film, like, but. I, uh, like friend, friends went to see uh, Hans Zimmer last night and, uh, and Dubs uh, and Dubs I texted him and did, did he play that one you know the one Hans Zimmer you know what the fucking mad thing was the text back and, ah, it was the second last one <laughs> <laughs> certainly you would open that like Brian McGill I've seen that he tweeted or he 
fucking don't sign on me. <laughs> he does okay. social media. I think we fully explored whatever that topic was. I think we had up a few topics within that, but <laughs> and yet, yet no one ever listed off a bad film. Trainwreck. Dared fight. On me. Uh, <laughs> You're the only person I asked. Space World. I guess it's a great film. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've seen a lot of shade films. I can't really fucking come up with them. Trans- Just name one. Any Give me tr- like half an hour. Do you think of it? One, 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 one that particularly disappointed you. Uh, I would say Prometheus, but then I through repeat so. watches, I've kind of liked it. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. Midnight Special. I was really, really, really looking forward to that, and it really did not live up to my expectations whatsoever. Did it? Did it satisfy all the criteria on? The criteria, sorry. Well, no, the, well, uh, no, well, obviously not because criteria. no, because two, <laughs> two, two of the well, two of the things we were talking about, obviously, them because it Decent. is definitely over long. It's, I mean, like it's, it's a, two hours, two minutes. It should be about nerve fucking. It should be. It shouldn't exist. Like to be honest, uh, with you. and then uh, <laughs> I guess podcast about ten minutes over. <laughs> hey, hey, it's always us. You fucking hell, like you know what I mean. Uh, I don't do fuck off. <laughs> And then uh, another thing too. Emotionally, I think emotionally it's very cold. It masquerade as an editor. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cold, Is it? No, no, that's what I'm saying. I I mean, like, you get the basic relationship and the fact that Michael Shannon obviously doesn't want his fucking wing to be taken away by the FBI and stuff like that. But all in that basic fucking emotive note that they had... Or and I'm just kind of fucking hugging him when he's freaking out because there's all these fucking light coming out of his eyes. I think it's very, very cool. Though. I don't all think there's anything there that it is. It generally strikes a chord with. You know what I mean? Asked. There's nothing very realist there. It all seems like very formulaic. No, I just asked for a I didn't want a fucking synopsis. <laughs> well, that's what I do, son. <laughs> it's just very formulaic, thrown together sort of relationship stuff that you would see in anything. Go on ahead, Michael. Okay, we shall move on to recommendations, motherfuckers. <laughs> I shall go first. Just put it over the top. <laughs> I think it's just on the top. It's just right. Uh, my recommendation is John Carter. Ooh. From Oz. It wasn't called that. Should have been. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was. It was a very big flop for Disney. It's. It's based on an old book that. Um, well, like basically it created sci-fi. Edmund Rice Burroughs, uh, like nineteen ten or something. Anyway, but uh, like a lot, a lot of sci-fi kind of stems from from that book, and there was a big deal about this film coming out because they were finally doing like a adaptation of it and all this here. But they called it John Carter, which just makes it sound like a lawyer or something. I don't yeah. know. John Carpenter, John Carpenter, so, John like Carter a, and his life in Mars. What the yeah. like a yeah, no, they should have called it John Carter from Mars because <laughs> it gives you a bit of fucking. Sounds like a sequel to Michael Clayton or something. Sounds like a spinoff of ER. All very good suggestions. <laughs> but John Carter is essentially. How do you equate Michael Clayton with John Carter? John Carter who's a fucking dog in ER. Hey man, set the tone. <laughs> Let's drop three. Come on. Classic it's episode. John Carter goes to Mars. He has special powers because he's from Earth. Just go with it. No, uh, doesn't have special powers. He he, just... he can lift things and no, it's different no, gravity. No, 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 no. Shut up! He is just accustomed <laughs> to Earth's gravity. Yes. When he went to Mars, there's yeah. less gravity, so yep. he can jump far. Exactly. Right, so he can fight white gorillas. It's fine. Wait, wait, sorry, I'm <laughs> jump far. Yes. Okay. So, 
it was it, it was a big flop when it first came out, but it's actually a really solid sci-fi flick. It's Andrew Stanton who did a lot of Pixar films. It was his first live action one, but it's actually a really good film. It's on Netflix. You should watch it because it's very underrated because it was such a flop. Give it a go. Tater Kitch as well is John Carter, and he's quite good. Boom. I particularly enjoy the film. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I think I think, I think, I think that Scruff film approved. I think that film should not have been made into a film, but should have been a three part series. I oh. think this conversation should should End. stop. Because <laughs> 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 conversation would be in the film. Yeah. <laughs> you, we should we should do a three part episode. Oh, just on John Carter, just me and you. We'll just lay it all out. So, Why are those girls so white? Who knows? <laughs> okay, come here. Uh, remember the Titans? Remember the Titans? Yes. Remember the Titans? Ah, uh, let me think. Uh, I, I remember yeah. the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so you got fucking uh, Julius on there, who, uh, even though he's in the wire, I just call him Julius, because uh, he's amazing. Remember the Titans? And then you're, there's a fella, I think he, he was in Sons of Anarchy. I showed you the other night. It is Ryan Hurst. He, like he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah. recognise him back then, but then he went on to do yeah. Sons of Anarchy. He's Opie in Sons of Anarchy for right. the listener. Oh, like, I love Opie. And he's in the same Premier Ryan as a small part uh, when the plane goes down. He sort of loses his hearing and all when he's trying to talk to Tom mm. Hanks. Is Donald Faison on that? Yep. Yeah. Or is he? I can't remember. He might be. <laughs> he was definitely an A football. He's not a football fan, <laughs> but that hair got you. No, it's brilliant. You, I mean, you've got even you've got Ryan Giles on there, and you've got a couple. Of, you know, there's different wee parts that are sort of on there as you know actors. You know, not in that. But um, it, it, it's a film which just me and my brother used to watch. Sort of when we uh, just years ago, we just just yeah, I fucking stick at our point break on. You know, on a Sunday night or whatever, and then uh. It just became a thing because there's a sort of a, you know, thing like left side, strong side, left side, strong side, you know, and it's a, it becomes the whole thing about left side, strong side. It's, it's the different parts of the football field and stuff, and it's it, it's how it's it's the moment when the white character and the, the the sort of black team captain as well they kind of become friends and stuff because the film's set in the deep south and it's basically how uh, the the how this football team based on a true story as well. Um, kind of overcome racial prejudices. Diversity. And there's a couple of great moments in it. Uh, they take them to the Gettysburg field where the Battle of Gettysburg happened. And there's a. It's, and it's, again, it was based on two story and stuff where their team captain kind of tells them, that, you know, if you don't overcome this here, he says, you'll just. You'll, you'll be destroyed as well. Yeah, and, and fade on the obscurity. Always like that same school. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking great film. And. Uh, I remember my brother not wanting to watch it the first time I brought it back because he, he thought it was like Titan AE, which is around at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck have you brought back here? It's some fucking cash. <laughs> and then he watched it, and it's one of his favorite films. Yes. But um, the whole thing when Julius and Bertia do the left side strong side thing, that's just like a wee thing with my brother. So, when he was away in New Zealand and stuff, the email would start with left side, what's happening? Whenever I reply, strong say, that's correct. <laughs> and uh, when I was in hospital, um, when I was in a coma, apparently, I don't remember doing this, I was going into the operating room. Coma oh, crack. Comas normally do that. Like. Uh, that's, that's how they get you. Remember that time but, uh, when I uh, couldn't remember anything? <laughs> but a mask over my face and all, or a, a oxygen mask over my face and stuff, I guess, here and all, and then I was going in. 
and I don't remember this, but apparently I said left side him. Ah, and he was aww. next to me, and he sort of leaned in, and he was like, "Well," and oh, I don't remember doing this, but I sort of whispered it, and uh, and grabbed his hand whenever we was going. That's fucking. That's like something you would actually see in a fucking film. <laughs> that, like you know what I mean? That, if, that, that is beautiful. I, I'm if sorry, I was... I'm sorry to derail this conversation, but like that's so nice. But the last time I was under general anaesthetic, uh, took a couple of rounds to get me under right. But uh, I was lying on the table, and there was like a really, really, really good looking uh, Indian doctor. Well, <laughs> I was uh. saying all of the worst things. Like, Jeez, you're fucking lovely looking. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Jesus, you're a fine She's specimen. Like, Where are you from? It's like, ah, from so and so in India. Ah, jeez, I love your skin. <laughs> I want your skin. I, I, I want your skin. By the way, by the way, by the way, this was recounted to me that by someone else that was there. Me by my brother as well. If I was your brother in that situation, I probably would have just burst into tears. I know, for this, my guess like you were close to tears there now. I know, I was. I was well and upling. It actually got me sucking tears back down. When Bertie is in the hospital bed, he does the same thing, and. I love the film already, but it's got really emotional already. <laughs> Great thing. Aww. Aww. And oh, Donald Faison is in it, yes. so I'm not a racist. <laughs> 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 it was the black guy I was thinking of. Um, what's your name? Scruff? Uh, like, harken back to what we were chatting earlier on about, like, Dad's name for films. So when you asked me, do you have a film? <laughs> I'm not really sure if this is a title or not. But The Fall... There is a film called The Fall in there. Yeah, The Fall was my my thing. It's like a... It's that Jerry Marshall one about autumn. What, what happens in it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tell us recommendations on what happens in it. Uh, what Gary happens Marshall the is it or Jerry, Gary is Marshall? Anyone, Jerry Marshall. Has anyone ever seen The Fall? No, I no, don't know what you're on. Really, we're not even sure if it's a title scrub. So. <laughs> it's a really beautiful film that... Um, Are you just making this up Nothing right now? happens in it, but it's just like really well shot. As is this guy, spring, summer, autumn, winter, and fall? No, <laughs> no. I was no, wondering. The guy. You're guy, not talking about the Gillian Anderson TV show, The Fall, are you? No, no, no. Are you talking about the Lee Pace, Justin Waddell, The Fall? <laughs> what happens in that? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> in a hospital on the outskirts of 1920s yeah, Los it. Angeles. That's Bam! The there we go then. Right. Adventure comedy. It's so the guy, the guy's, the guy's uh, fallen and he's got, a, he's got like. <laughs> He's in his bed and he's like recounting his stories and there's a little girl that's uh, listening to it and it's her imagination of what's his stories. And it's really, it's like, there's like little interviews in uh, that the guy says like, yeah, yeah, I was with this Indian and it was an Indian guy. Your nurse? My nurse, <laughs> my doctor. And she, the little girl remembers it as an American Indian. So like the story gets distorted as he's telling it to her, and it's her imagination of what happened, of what he actually done. Uh, it's really comic. It's really good story. It's really good film though, and it, it's it's the story is shit, but it was shot. I I, always, I think it's like the director just wanted to go to a load of places, mm-hmm. and he got the backing of a studio <laughs> to like make a film. Studio thought we want to go to those places. Hi, old enough. We want a paid holiday. Uh, no, no one's seen. No one's seen the film. Nope. Now, never seen it. Wow. I'll I'll get on it. 
Hank Adam Sandler does that in all his films as well. He always goes in uh, exotic <laughs> location just to get a holiday. There's no hard very cold. <laughs> oh no, loads of hard, just yeah. bad pace. I hear Adam Sandler's never had. <laughs> he doesn't like to talk about it. Mm. You imagine Adam Sandler kneecapping boys. You couldn't take him seriously, could you? A bit wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, happy. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> uh, it'd be, it'd be, uh, doing, be doing about a golf club. You expect to hear a big. Whoosh. <laughs> 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 hey, just takes your knee off a golf club. <laughs> right, Shankar's recommendation. Uh, my recommendation is Red Army, 2014 documentary. It is about the Soviet men's ice hockey team that uh, basically dominated the game throughout the 1980s. Uh, but well, the Stanley Cup. Yes, the main character as well, well not the main character, but the main focus of the film then went to America and he went on the one back-to-back Stanley Cups with, I think it's the Detroit Pistons or something like that, but it's a really interesting look basically just on the Soviet life. I mean like they took this wee sort of subculture of Soviet life which was kind of thrust on the massive popularity because it's a huge fucking sport over there and you see the amount of success that they have and how ridiculously good at the art or sport and you usually assume to yourself in the modern day that if there's a you know, if there's an athlete that good, guys, come on, like try to talk here. You're distracting me. Very easy to Sorry, <laughs> Very easy I, thought, I thought he had more uh, attention span than a fucking goldfish. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't see when people are moving, I can't keep talking. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right, like, everybody that. freeze. Freeze. Stop that! Right, I'll run through it. Burners watch it. Burner. I didn't actually watch that. I heard it's lethal. I heard it's lethal. Until he goes to America. Right, do you know what? Fuck it. I want to get this done. I'll just pile through this now. Right, my recommendation is uh, Red Army 2014 documentary. It is about the uh, Soviet Union men's uh, national ice hockey team, how they dominated the sport in the 80s. What's really cool is that it focuses on these like amazing athletes and you would assume that in the modern day they'd be like multi-millionaires and stuff like that, but they essentially made no money whatsoever and they were completely controlled. It's like hoop uh, dreams? Well, I mean, like hoop dreams in a way is, is more kind of showing people trying to break into sport these boys are at the other fucking side of the spectrum and the fact that they've oh, actually made really it good. and they're yeah, yeah. phenomenally talented mm. but they literally don't have a pot they pass on I mean like their government because it obviously was communist rule completely take away all their earnings and mm. tell them when they train and there's this really do they have a pot they smoke on though? <laughs> <laughs> fucking athletes man like. uh, but uh, there's a scene in it where it shows this coach who is essentially just this fucking He's basically a representation of the, the the Soviet fucking rule at the time. Completely fucking fascist in a way. Doesn't even let them go home and see their family. They used to have to spend months on end in what they called hockey camps, which sounds really fucking fun and light. But sounds they, they were basically <laughs> they were basically trapped. It was like a fucking jail. What what age were they? That's I'm saying like they were all in their mid twenty. They were all grown men, like oh. all grown men, and they were basically trapped. It's like in these Ivan Drago's camps. like. Condition. <laughs> this is where Ivan Drago started out like before he went on the boxing. Before he but got bit by a vampire. <laughs> they were all trapped in these camps. We weren't allowed to see their family. Basically, weren't allowed to be human beings. But it's just a really interesting like look it. at the Soviet Union at that time. If you're interested in that sort of period of history. Uh, uh. I always mind my first day in the Soviet back. Union. <laughs> my first day, you coming back? <laughs> Taking a look at the Soviet. <laughs> Just bought me pot day person. Can he wait? They have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we shall wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you like getting in contact with us, you'll let us know what your favorite fascists are. 
Infilm. Infilm. Oh, yeah, infilm. I always don't write on. Actually, saying that, you know, you give. Oh, don't mind. You can find us on Facebook, Let's Talk More Movies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Talk More Movies, or you can email us, Let's Talk More Movies at gmail.com. Shit. That's calm with an O, not a U. Yes. But also, hit me up. You can leave us comments, reviews on iTunes, Acast, whatever your podcast service you like. I have been your host, Michael Breslin. Shankos, Miss Shankos. Yeah. Calm Heron's been Calm Heron. Scruff, McGarrigal, Ryan. (laughs) They didn't hear that. Episode 55. 55. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. I would be great to bring up. Wow. Um, I. You're right, welcome. Recently. <laughs> he's not, though, he's not. Uh, yeah, he's fucking right. Very pretty. No, yeah, yeah, fucking right. I regularly gorgeous, masturbate but, uh, to your image. Very, very nice quaff at the moment, too. Very casual ones without an interest. Do you ever hear well, people on a podcast and you see their real faces and you go like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm sure all the girls think about me. Yeah. Show me your face. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. Show me your face. <laughs> Show me your real face. <laughs> I recently <laughs> changed my uh, podcast. Show me your banjo string. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, can't get these anymore. Why? What's your podcast app? Player FM. <gasps> I'm telling they started it. Uh, it's on Android. It's quite hard. There's a there's an app called Pod Kicker. You can get it on that. That's Pod Android. Say it again. Pod Kicker. Pod Kicker. Pod Kicker's a good app, actually. Also, Google just launched their own podcast thing, and they did upload it to that. He's on that. <laughs> yeah. Get on that then. Get on that then. Your math. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.